0: episode 208
1: there's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy like shooting at a warm rat but it's all been done before we don't want to be a copycat we're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids it,
0: it, it's a trap
1: Toss the good and taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party, subculture, spill over, like a vulture, carry over, culture, push cover, pop culture, leftovers, and the uncool kids, what's to say already been said. Leftovers, make sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.
2: Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. All right, guys. It's uh, it's time to come inside the devil's anus because we are talking about Thor Ragnarok, all episode. And uh, Jake and I uh, are joined by a special guest this week, uh, Rebecca Daling. Welcome.
3: Hey, thanks for having me on again. Good Abs- to be back.
2: Absolutely. Hey. hey almost didn't have you on because Trekkie1981's a big fan of yours and we're not a big fan of his, so.
3: Yeah, I know. Believe me, I was, no one was more surprised than me to get the call. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Anyway. You think,
0: you think he still listens? You think we've scared him away by now?
2: you asking me? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I don't give a shit. If, I don't care if he listens. <laughs> Whatever.
0: No, no, I know. I don't care either. I'm just, yeah, just wondering.
2: Yeah, isn't that, I really haven't put too much thought into it. The only reason I brought it up today was the fact that, uh, you know, he was brought up, he was mentioned in his iTunes review. Anyway. Welcome back, Rebecca. It's good to have you on, uh, talking about Thor Ragnarok. Um, so we are going to, that's all we're going to be talking about is Thor Ragnarok this episode. Um we are, I think we'll talk a little bit about Stranger Things 2 next week and rate it. I'm not going to get, I don't really feel like even next week we're not going to get into like full Stranger Things 2 review mode where we, break down each episode and all that stuff people guys it's been out for two weeks every other podcast has talked to death I, I think me and jake are just gonna kind of like rate it give our overall general feelings about it and then move on right
0: yeah yeah we'll just yada 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 that shit yeah minutes we'll be in and out right?
2: right exactly this week it's all thor ragnarok and uh it's been two weeks off so how are you doing jake
0: i'm doing good it's been an okay two weeks I mean, lots of work getting ready for the uh, Thanksgiving season at my uh, dairy manager job. You know.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You guys getting the eggnog rolling in yet?
0: Getting the eggnog rolling in and yeah. all that all that good stuff. So setting up all the displays in Frozen too with all the bread dough and pumpkin pie and all that all that stuff. You know, you got to order that product in early so they actually have it when you need it.
2: Right. Yeah. Rebecca, how have you been?
3: been pretty good i i was sick this week um but uh feel better today which is great because i'm looking forward to talking about this movie um yes it's been a good two weeks just uh back in the gym after the marathon and that's about it
2: nice uh yeah i uh i'm, I'm fine i'm good i'm good uh, it, it's refreshing taking a week off not doing any podcasting you know it's
0: nice. yeah, It feels refreshing just doing the Thor episode, yeah, too, and nothing exactly. else,
2: you know? Exactly. Yeah, we'll be back to the regular scheduled shit next week with Good Pop, Bad Pop, and all the uh, news, and Marvel news, and Star Wars, and DC, and all that stuff, so this week we're just doing Thor Ragnarok. Um, how many times have you seen it, Jake? Hey, hello. Did I lose oh, you? Yeah. You watch I- me? I'm, I'm asking you questions and uh, not getting answers. Just, uh...
0: Oh, I I answered. You can't hear me?
2: (laughs) No. Uh, Hello?
0: Let's take a break! (laughs) Taking a break. Break!
2: All right, yeah, I think we worked the kinks out. Jake, how many times have you seen uh, Thor Ragnarok?
0: I saw it twice. Uh, Both times I saw it in IMAX, but neither time did I get to see it in 3D. Uh, I really wanted to, but I just, with work and everything, and there wasn't a theater within... anywhere near me you know like it was like a 45 minute drive and I'd have to get 5 hours of sleep that night so it's something I still really want to do mm-hmm. so I'm interested to hear if you guys saw it in 3D and if I should take the time to make that drive.
2: Rebecca how many times have you seen Thor Ragnarok? I only saw it once okay.
3: and I saw it in 2D I don't see I don't see any movies in 3D because it gives me a headache mm. unfortunately so um, I did see it in, in just regular old 2D
2: I've seen it twice. I could have seen it three times, but you know, it's. I, I just I saw it the two times. The first time I saw it, I saw it in IMAX 3D, and then the second time I just saw it in regular 2D. Um, and uh, I will talk about my experience in 3D when we go ahead and rate everything. Uh, but let me read off the synopsis for Thor: Ragnarok. Imprisoned, the mighty Thor finds himself in a lethal gladiatorial contest against the Hulk, his former ally. Thor must fight for survival and race against time to prevent the all-powerful Hela from destroying his home and the Asgardian civilization directed by uh yes the movie is directed by Taika Waititi uh the director for Hunt for the Wilder People which is a fantastic movie have either of you seen it
0: no no it's high on my list though
3: yeah, same here. I, I actually wanted to try to watch that before Thor to kind of get a feel of the director, but I did not have a chance. But it is also yeah. high on my list of things I want to see.
2: Believe it's still on Hulu, so if you have access to Hulu, just watch it. It's you—you'll—you'll you'll, you'll really enjoy it if you—if you like movies like Napoleon Dynamite and Wes Anderson films, it's kind of like it's kind of like a little bit of that, but with That's cool um, Taika Waititi's flair. So uh,
0: I have seen um. Flight of the Concords though, and I know he's written and directed a few episodes of that, too, I believe.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did that, and then he did What We Do in the Shadows, um, which is the vampire film, which there was a Easter egg for What We Do in the Shadows in the film, and Korg with the yeah, the spear, the three-pronged spear.
0: Oh, the vampire joke. Yeah. The close vampires. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, I yeah. did not catch that as a... Uh not to that movie. That's cool.
2: Yeah, uh, it's written by Eric Pearson, Craig Kyle, Christopher Yost. Uh, my yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm having some technical difficulties. Am I in now? Uh, it stars uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, uh, Kate Blanchett as Hela, um, and Kate Blanchett as Hela is the first main villain in a Marvel Cinematic Universe film to be female. So. All other female villains in films have basically been supporting characters. So I thought that that was I thought that that was a kind of a cool move for for, uh, for them finally to do this in a Marvel film to have the main yeah, villain be a f- female uh, character.
0: That's fucking awesome. I was kind of running down the checklist in my head, and I was like, yeah, shit, even in that shitty Batman movie, like, Poison Ivy was second fiddle to Mr. Freeze. No, I'm talking – in in the MCU. I, maybe another, like,
2: I don't know about, like, the Electra film, who the villain was. Oh. I, I'm just basically – that that whole point was for the MCU.
0: Oh, in the 15 MCU movies. I got gotcha, you. I gotcha.
2: Yeah. Um, they originally had considered Charlize Theron uh, for the role of Hela. And um I'm actually glad that they went with Kate Blanchett. So um Idris Elba as Heimdall, Jeff Goldblum, the Grand Master. Uh he is the brother of Del Toro, Benicio Del Toro's character, the collector from the Guardians of the Galaxy films. And I thought that this was interesting. A panel in the Grand Master's viewing room in the film is decorated with Jack Kirby artwork that comes from the Marvel comic Fantastic Four number sixty-four.
0: Oh, no, that is sweet. What's the uh,
2: what's going on in that issue? <laughs> uh, Google that for a future time, Jake. I have yeah. no clue, dude. I <laughs> haven't gone back and read Fantastic Four sixty four, so
0: I just wonder if there's some significance to the Thor movie and what happens in Fantastic Four sixty four. I'll mm-hmm. figure it out.
2: Cool. Uh, also, there's a uh, another. <laughs> Never mind. I, I mean, I don't know. I was. I just thought it was uh, interesting. You're not
0: interested either, though. But
2: no, i, I... <laughs> Awkward. Um, uh, There's also an Easter egg in the film that there's a uh, street on Sakar named Kirby Way uh, that is uh, dedicated to uh, Jack Kirby, which I thought was very cool of them to kind of give those nods in the film, um, using some of the artwork as well as, um, you know, naming one of the streets in Sakar Kirby Way. Uh, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie Tessa Thompson based her performance as Valkyrie on Sarah Connor from Terminator 2
0: oh, That's awesome Can't go wrong there uh, Car- tough
2: Yeah, uh, Carl, female female. Carl Urban played Scourge uh, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner and Hulk uh, This is the first time in the MCU that Lou Frigno did not voice the Hulk Mark Ruffalo voiced the Hulk instead in this film I thought it was pretty noticeable um, cause Fr- Frigno voiced him in the Incredible Hulk, the Avengers, and then Avengers Age of Ultron. And I felt like it was pretty noticeable that this was, that this was Mark Ruffalo. Um,
3: mm-hmm. I, I agree.
2: And, uh, I Did you guys notice, did it sound like there was auto tune to his voice?
0: Yeah, it was, it was yeah. different. Yeah. It was definitely different. And especially with the amount of dialogue they gave. The whole and kind of the different kind of dialogue they gave him. It was yeah. it was different.
2: Anthony Hopkins returns as Odin. He was actually not going to return for this film. He read the script, though, and liked it and decided to come back. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. Taika Waititi actually voices, the director himself voices the character of Korg, the rock monster. Um rachel house as topaz uh she was the woman that was at the side of the grandmaster the entire film and she also starred in hunt for the wilder people she was one of the villains in that film and she has a very distinct look and i thought she's perfect and i think that she's going to be She's going to continue to show up in Taika Waititi films. Um, I think that, like, you know, you see, like, James Gunn cast his brother in his films. You see, like, Sam Raimi cast his brother and Ron Howard and his brother. Taika Waititi brings in some of the same regulars from his other films, too. So I see her showing up in more of his films. Clancy Brown voiced Surtur. And uh, Clancy Brown has done some other Marvel voice work for the animated stuff. I think he voiced Odin in one of the, in one of the cartoons. Um, to Donobu Asano is back as Hogan, Ray Stevenson as Volstagg and Zachary Levi as Fandral. Um, is that the new Shazam? Is that the guy?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same guy. Same so it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Man, what a performance he put on this movie. I'm telling you, Woo! he put on an acting clinic in this film. Am I right?
0: Yes. I, wow. I didn't even know he was in it till I saw his name in the credits.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was. He's not the original uh, Fandral. I think the, he was. I think he was Fandral in Thor: The Dark World, though. But um, yeah, they've recast. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah.
0: The original guy was uh, Prince Charming from Once Upon a Time. I think. Yeah.
2: I don't. I never watched that. But I. I, th- I think you're right. Uh, there was no Lady Sif in this film. Uh, Jamie Alexander, who plays Lady Sif, was busy shooting her TV show Blind Spot. And uh, But Kevin Feige did say that the character will be addressed in a future film. He actually said this to Screen Rant. You're the second person to ask me that question today, and I will quote Maz Kanata from Star Wars, The Force Awakens. That is a good question for another time. Is that the quote? It's pretty close to that. So basically he's saying, like, <laughs> it will get addressed. Um, it sounds like it will be addressed in the films. So I don't think that they would address this in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know she's shown up in that series before. Uh, In the second season, I just think that if Kevin Feige is saying that it'll be addressed, that he's more in the know as far as like the film side. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, That's interesting. It could just be a line for all we know, too, thrown into the mix in Infinity War.
2: Yeah. Thor Ragnarok has a runtime of 130 minutes and an estimated budget of $180 million. And I think it's on track for 118. million. I think it's... Globally, they're talking about 427 million because it's already been out for like a week in Europe and (coughs) and some other locations. So uh, it's doing quite well. Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, did you guys want to talk about cameos or do you want to? Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to talk about some cameos here. Uh, Of course, we had Stan Lee, we had Matt Damon. And, uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna play the spoiler warning. I'm gonna play the spoiler warning because we're getting right into it. Right? You know? Good call. All right. Yeah. Playing the spoiler warning.
4: This is a pop culture leftover spoiler warning.
2: And it's this playing through your my life. fucking... My fucking... ...splat
1: You have been warned...
2: It's playing like right off my fucking computer. Fuck this episode. Yeah, well, I was like, whoa, I I can hear that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can hear it. Yeah. This, this, yeah, this, this whole, my whole computer's fucked. Anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a pop culture leftover spoiler warning. We're going to spoil the fuck out of this if you didn't hear that. Uh, Matt Damon played Loki in this film on that stage. And I just wanted to point out that he was also Loki in Dogma.
0: I thought that yeah, was that's awesome.
2: Kind of cool. Uh, we had another cameo of Luke Hemsworth playing Thor, and I thought that that was awesome. Um, I don't know, man. I just I loved the and Sam Neill, also from Hunt for the Wilder People, was in this. Yeah, he played Odin. I
0: assume he's buddies with uh, Goldblum too from their all Jurassic Park days, right?
2: Yeah, they haven't. They haven't. This is the first film they've actually kind of like been in together since Jurassic Park, though.
0: It's a fun connection though yeah
2: it's been a while
0: so. yeah the cameos were good I, I thought that was fun um here's
2: a fact for rebecca being a star trek fan four of the male cast have appeared in at least one star trek movie carl urban played dr mccoy in star trek mm-hmm. he played scourge in this film but he played dr mccoy in star trek star trek into darkness and star trek beyond chris hemsworth was lieutenant george kirk in star okay. trek he played yeah he played um uh Captain Kirk's father. Uh Benedict Cumberbatch played Khan in Star Trek into Darkness and Idris mm-hmm. Elba played Crawl in Star Trek Beyond.
3: That's <laughs> true. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, that's very true. I didn't even think about that at the time. But yeah, you're absolutely right.
2: Yeah. Uh let's see here. Let's go ahead and uh we're gonna rate this thing. I'm gonna start off with our guest, Rebecca. Go ahead and rate uh Thor Ragnarok.
3: Okay, Thor Ragnarok. Um God, I knew you were going to make me go first, too. Um, so this movie had a very different tone than the first two Thor movies. Going in, I was afraid it was going to be too jokey. I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, A few minutes in, I thought, oh gosh, it's going to be too jokey. It's going to be too jokey. Um, but then the way that the whole movie played out, I, I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, I have issues with certain things, of course, some things that, you know, we could pick apart. But overall, uh, just overall thoughts, I would give this a Tupperware.
2: Okay. So just in case, and I'm not going to play the uh, Tupperware rating system because it's not playing through my fucking speakers right now. So um, (laughs) our rating system is if you hate it, you give it a toss it. If you like it, you give it a taste it. And if you love it, you give it a Tupperware. So Rebecca just gave it a Tupperware. You love the film then. So that's that's great. All right.
0: It is great, huh?
2: We are off to a great start. Um, Jake, would you like to go next?
0: I'm actually. I'm just gonna sit here in awkward silence.
2: Thanks. Perfect. Thank that goes along with the rest of the podcast.
0: <laughs>
2: Jesus fuck.
0: Oh fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. I snotted a little bit laughing there. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and Tupperware it I it's, it's definitely the best of the Thor movies. Um, it's just like Rebecca. I can nitpick. I mean, not everything was perfect. But, man, if I didn't have a, a hell of a good time, I mean, I thought the movie was gorgeous. I thought there were moments that were actually truly shocking to me that I didn't know was going to happen. Even, you know with you know, we cover this kind of thing every freaking week and there were still things that happened in this movie that I, I had no idea was gonna happen that deeply affect the Marvel cinematic universe and I thought that was awesome. I thought, you know, most of the jokes landed. I you know, there's some duds in there, but I thought, you know, for the most part like eight out of ten jokes were good. I honestly think they didn't distract from some of the really dramatic moments and I and speaking of, I think Hella was fantastic and Kate Planchette was just amazing in her role. Um blown away by Tessa Thompson, she was fucking amazing. Um, you know, what a bold, amazing move for a Tycho Watiti to, you know, cast her against type from what you see as Valkyrie in the comics as, you know the busty, blonde Valkyrie character that's in every Thor comic book. And I thought, oh man, when Tessa Thompson got the full Valkyrie uniform, it was just wow, she looked awesome. Especially in that flashback with all the the Pegasuses and everything. She was one of my favorite characters, and I can't wait to see more of her. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Tupperware. I I love this movie.
2: I just Uh, thought I'd add to the awkward silence. Let you guys know how it feels. Anyway. Um, no, that's great. uh I uh, I'm gonna go ahead and rate it now. I there are some moments in this where I thought like the joking went on a little too excessive. Um you know, like there's there's moments where there's like a lot of weight where you should be like, you know we're getting into spoilers. I mean Asgard was destroyed and Korg makes the joke. And if I didn't love Korg so much throughout the entire film, it would have just ruined the moment for me. It wasn't like Michael Pena. So I did laugh and I hate myself for laughing at that. I fucking hate myself for laughing at that. But like Taika Waititi's like comedic timing is so fucking spot on. But it does, it does take away from the moment. Like we don't really feel like the full impact of Asgard being destroyed, but you really don't anyway, because like they pretty much have like set like the tone, like uh, they pretty much within the story have said, you know, Asgard is not a place it's the people. So it's like, you know, I guess there were consequences, but the core joke, it,
0: yeah, you kind of get that shot when they're all watching it, just be like burned with fire. That kind of represents the the dramatic shot for yeah. The, but he's not destroyed, like, I think.
2: He's like, yeah, if the foundation's strong, you know, it, it, uh, oh, it, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, I remember the joke. Yeah. I remember, yeah,
0: before that, when they're taking off on the ship and they're just watching everything just get burned down. I know they give you that moment I, at I, least.
2: I, fair enough. I'm just saying, like the actual moment of Asgard being destroyed, was was turned into a comedic moment, and I'm sa- I'm not I'm not saying like it ruined the moment for me, Jake. Okay, I'm saying that if I didn't love the character of Korg so much, it really would have. If it would have been Michael Pena, his character from Ant Man, making a joke there, <laughs> then it would have been a completely different situation for me. But I loved Korg. Agree. I loved Korg so much, and I thought Korg was just one of the one of the quirkiest, most eccentric characters that I've seen in one of these Marvel films. And I thought Taika Waititi's comedic timing with the character was fantastic. And I did crack up, and I fucking hated myself for laughing. And I thought that that was because you know. It is it is kind of like that's kind of like a big fucking thing you're destroy you're destroying Asgard and they he turned it into a joke, and I was kind of mad at myself and kind of mad that I laughed at that shit, but I did. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, uh,
0: Tycho was great on that scene. I thought the timing of the way he had the explosion happen yeah. really added to the laugh.
2: I saw this in IMAX 3D. I think this is the best use of IMAX 3D since Doctor Strange, um, especially in the beginning when he's battling Surter, when they get the close up of Surtur's face and he's talking directly at Thor. it's You can just see, like... With the 3D and the size of the screen, you can just—it's—you can almost feel the heat coming off the screen. It's that fucking amazing. Wow. Um, It was also very cool. I thought Taika Waititi did a great job showing us how Thor fights uh, in in the series uh, in this film. Excuse me. Uh, We get to see Mjolnir's point of view, which I thought was awesome. Uh, For as little as Mjolnir's in the film, you know Thor's hammer. When he's down there in uh, Mes- uh, Muspelheim fighting Surtur, and mm-hmm. he lets Mjolnir go, and they show Mjolnir, like, flying through, like, those little demons, Surtur's little minions, and you're watching it from Mjolnir's point of view. That was awesome. That was we, – we've never seen that done before in another one of these films, and I'm like, why has it taking that long for us to get that shot? And the only reason we got that shot was because of Taika Waititi, and that was so cool. Um I also loved it when Thor was like flinging his hammer around so fast it was almost like a propeller and it was like deflecting like the flame that was that Surtur was like you know throwing at him I just thought finally somebody's trying to show us cool ways of Thor fighting other than just like tossing the hammer and punching people I thought that that was a really cool thing for Taika Waititi to do and um I'm going to top with the movie too I I loved it I I I couldn't wait to go back and watch it again i've seen it twice um i i i wanted to have more problems with it and there were there were a couple times where like where the humor had me kind of like roll my eyes a little bit um i think the weakest part of the film was mark ruffalo as banner and that's he kind of took me out of the film a little bit i i felt like he was the the weakest link in this was yeah
0: i can see that i think that's a that's a that's a valid complaint
2: um, you know, and, um, uh, but, um, uh,
0: other than that, I what, do think it- the, what do you think the worst joke was? Let's play the worst joke game. Hmm. You don't have a candidate. I thought the Loki doing the, uh, you only had one job. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, the you only had one job. Joke is the most played out joke of all time right now. Can we steer away from that at least? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty,
2: pretty bad. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think, like, what was the worst joke. Maybe it'll come to me as we
0: record, but... Rebecca, did you have yeah. one?
3: Okay, I'm trying to think, too, if I had, like, a... a...
0: I thought um, um, another another joke that... It wasn't so bad, but I saw it coming, was when uh, Banner threw himself out of the ship. You kind of obviously knew he was oh, not going to yeah. transform into Hulk, but then the visual was so hilarious that it kind of... You know, the impact of me knowing it was going to happen went away, and I still laughed at the visual that they gave me. Oh, yeah. So I thought that was well done.
2: Yeah, because, like, um, you know, we've seen... How many movies has Banner jumped out of a fucking helicopter or a plane? Like, he did it... Bill Bixby did it in the TV movie. That's how they killed the Hulk. And then in the... (laughs) Well, that's how they killed the Hulk in the the original series. And then... um, what was it um in uh the incredible hulk movie that's how he got himself to turn into the hulk was by falling out of the plane and so they did it again here
0: yeah I thought it was funny like it was predictable but it was still delivered so funny that i i forgave it for
2: yeah people. i knew it was going to happen too like i knew it, it, it was just going to hit the ground but yeah when you actually saw the visual i couldn't stop from laughing it was like a I don't know. It just looked like a sack of potatoes that hit the ground.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great. I was like, well done. Well done. I saw that coming a mile away, but you still made me laugh pretty hard at yeah. it.
2: Taika Waititi, he said that the film was influenced by Big Trouble in Little China. was kind of like the dynamic he wanted as far as like the characters. And I thought <clears> that <throat> it felt very much like that, but like, it also felt like, I don't know, man. The music, the synthy music, and like... Ugh. I loved it. Like Mark Mothersbaugh's soundtrack in this is just so fucking good. Like I went, I went on the Spotify and was like listening to it. Um,
0: yeah, I, I actually did the did the very same. Yeah, I, I'd argue that it has the best original like score of any Marvel movie. Like, not that any of them are bad, but to me, it's really one of the first. that
2: You cut off there at the end, man.
0: Oh. It just didn't sound like run of the mill generic superhero music. Like it, it really had its own identity, and I, I really loved it.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, yeah, I really liked it. Um, let's start off like at the beginning of the movie. I just kind of like want to talk about how Thor. I thought it was. I don't know. We, we see him in Muspelheim, and I just want, basically I wanted to talk about how he's down there and he explains that he's been looking for the the infinity stones for the past two years and that whole dialogue there that he's giving at the beginning where he's talking about that skeleton that was actually from the first trailer <laughs> he, that's the that's the voiceover from the very first trailer we just didn't mm-hmm. know who he was talking to and he's talking to that skeleton in that little cage um i loved that whole beginning scene I thought it was I thought it was so cool and for them to actually use that to tie into the end of the film, I thought was quite brilliant.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like it was I, I thought it was crazy the second time I watched it because basically when Solter's talking to Thor, just like you're saying, Brian, he's just spelling out all the exposition that's gonna take place at the end of the movie right then and there Yeah. Thor. Yeah. So I thought that was brilliant, too. And and it was really funny. The skeleton gag was funny. The comedic timing of just the jawbone falling made me laugh.
2: Yeah, well, him him twirling around, I didn't want to laugh there either, especially on the second twirl. I'm like.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Brian. When he started again, I was like, oh, we're doing this yeah, stuff again? Come oh on. okay.
2: All right. Okay. Yeah, that, at, at
3: that moment, I said to myself, oh, God, if this is going to be the whole, the whole
0: movie, movie. Yeah. I'm
3: not going to like it at yeah. all.
0: Yeah, they kind of they kind of did tonally change Thor as a character in this movie, right? Oh,
3: completely. Yeah. I like they completely changed him as a character. Well,
0: yeah, he I, and not not just by the end of the movie. I mean, just right from the jump, like no. he's, he's yeah. in on the joke instead of. Well, in the butt of the joke a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, go back and watch Avengers: Age of Ultron. He's cracking wise there too. You know.
0: Yeah, that's true. Him that's, and Tony. That's the first of it. But yeah,
2: but, I think it's really. You know what? I- oh, sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. I was just going to say that I think it really like goes to show that Taika and Chris sat down and said, "What do you want to do with this movie?" And Taika had full faith that Chris could pull it off this way because. I mean he he saw – he probably saw his Ghostbusters performance and said, hey, let's do a little bit more of that,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: What were you saying, Rebecca?
3: I was was thinking like – what you're saying about Age of Ultron, yeah, I agree with too. Thor had a different tone in in that movie as well. Um, But Thor still had his moments I felt like where he – More often than not, he really assumed that very sort of royal, I'm the God of Thunder thing. And and I'm not saying he didn't do that in this movie, he did, but I felt that tonally, Thor was very different. He was much more jokey, but not in a forced way. I felt like we were seeing Thor and his how he had been influenced by all of the things that have happened to him and all of the time he spent on Earth and all of the people he's associated with how it's influenced him and it's really changed him as a person uh because when he did have to become you know god of thunder and and he did and it was it was there and it was believable but i think they really did change thor thor tonally from even from age of ultron
0: hmm. yeah it's it's more of a confident joking yeah, it just like- that's
3: it. You, you you hit nail on the head because in Age of Ultron, it was I mean, everybody was way too jokey. Everybody was like it was it was like open mic night. But this this was just Thor being very confident and being like a little swaggery, but not that not that terrible swaggery from the first movie. So you really saw like they tried to really do something different with the character in this movie going forward.
2: Kind of a, kind of threw away Jane in this movie, didn't we?
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, completely. Yeah? <laughs> I'm sure we were all fine with that, right?
2: No, I'm just oh, saying, I like, was. it it wasn't even a big deal. It was just kind of like, uh, yeah, you and Jane broke up. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it really was nothing more than that to explain it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was Thor's single fun. now. And I, I thought they did a lot of fun stuff with the, you know, Thor being single. Like, they they didn't like, they weren't super blunt with it, but they very subtly, like Thor was obviously on the prowl and being very like goofy and childlike romantic with uh, Tessa Thompson. That was some fun stuff I thought.
2: Well, what's interesting though about that character is that it was revealed by Tessa Thompson that the character is bisexual. Um, Yeah. Yeah. She came out and said that in interviews. Uh, Apparently there was a scene that was in the original film that they cut out. It's a deleted scene now of her leaving uh, a female, a fe- like another female's room, or 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 like another female leaving her room. I can't remember which, but mm-hmm. that scene was actually cut out of the film. But um, I did see a little bit of like uh, uh, I can. I did see Thor looking at her. Kinda, you know, like oh, when she, yeah, was sure. well, definitely like when he first got introduced to Valkyrie, I mean, when he first got introduced to Valkyrie as Valkyrie, once he figured out who she was, that she was Valkyrie, she was a Valkyrie. And, um, did they give her a different name other than that? Because in this one, her name's not Valkyrie. It's just that she was part of the Valkyrie. The Valkyrie were like an elite group of Asgardian warriors. Did we ever find out her real name?
0: why am I not I swear her character you know, had a name.
3: The only other thing they called her was like Scavenger One Four Two. Yeah.
0: There you go.
3: Yeah. But other than that, like she did not have another name yeah, beyond but, that.
2: But that's not like her as guardian no, given name. No. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah. I don't know. I I did see like uh when they were fighting together, Thor kinda like looked at her and then when they both jumped up on that uh they both like jumped up. I think, on that uh, ship together at the same time. And Thor was kind of just like, hello, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, that, that was definitely a moment. Like, he was like, I don't care if you can't fly this ship banner. You are going to try because I'm going to try to get my flirt game on a little bit here. Yeah, Blow some ships up. <laughs>
2: yeah. And
0: I thought it was very subtle. Like, you know, I, you know I, I hate when they have to hit you over the head with the dumb romance stuff. And I thought they did a, just a brilliant job. it did a brilliant job of, like, having it there you know you can kind of interpret it one way or the other but you know
2: now did she not age because it, the grandmaster said something about and i know we're, <laughs> we're, i'm talking about some of the weirdest smallest minutiae in the film um she was around for that battle that original battle with Hela, where hella destroyed and killed the valkyrie and um you would think that she would look older but didn't the Grandmaster say something about Sakaar, that planet, doing something weird with time, that he's been there yeah. for millions of years and he should look older, but he doesn't? And so I was thinking, like, maybe, like, this planet, like, has kept her young? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it.
0: That's a great question. I, the question is, is the planet keeping her young or is the fact that she's a Valkyrie keeping her young somehow?
2: Well, there's, some, there's definitely – I mean, there's different – yeah, either the planet's keeping her young or the planet – views time differently they're on a different plane of time or something like that i don't know because like we do know like when thor was going through when the bifrost when they activated the the bridge you know for uh, thor and loki to go back together mm-hmm. and then hella goes up through that uh that portal with them when loki gets knocked out of that uh that portal i don't know what to call it do you know what to call that
0: Uh, That's not the The Rainbow Bridge, is it? It's
2: called the Bifrost.
0: The Bifrost.
2: But I'm talking about the actual – when they teleport from the Bifrost, I don't know what they call that. The
0: in-between area, the limbo between the two connections.
2: Right, yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like I don't know what to call it. I'm just saying like um, when when Loki got knocked out of the Bifrost uh, or the the teleportation process, he actually ended up in Sakaar three weeks before
4: Thor did
2: so there's there's definitely something wonky with time going on here, yeah, well, that is interesting, there's,
3: plus there's like tons of wormholes and stuff that like lead into the planet, and yeah, you know- wor- wormholes generally involve some sort of time displacement or time travel, even so um. yeah, because as you said, when, when Thor and and Loki meet up again on the planet, he's like, I've been here for like three weeks. And he's like, I just got here. And it's like, well, it, I think it plays to the whole thing that time just moves differently yeah. on that planet. And for either it could be a combination of that she's a Valkyrie and that time is moving differently, that she just appears to be the same age.
0: Right. I thought Taika Waititi did a really good job of uh, – one thing I was really worried about this movie – was them juggling all this, you know, Hulk, gladiator grandmaster stuff against what was going on with the Hella stuff, and I thought he did a really brilliant job on that. I think I agree with the big trouble and little China feel of it all. Like they did a great job of sending Thor on kind of that wacky adventure, while the whole Hella stuff was built up in the you know the B shots in the background while that was going on, just building up to that really great finale. I just thought the pacing of this movie was really on point. Yeah, and I was surprised by that. I would have assumed that the pacing would have been a big problem with all the, uh, kind of extracurricular stuff. It seemed like they were going to cram in here, but I never really felt that at all. It just felt like a big fun adventure.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, sometimes it felt like the, the buddy buddy stuff that was going on in big trouble in little China was actually taking place between like Thor and Valkyrie at times, other than mm-hmm. not just like Thor and banner. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I really, I really like that quite a bit. Um, I thought Chris Hemsworth did a great job carrying this film for a lot mm-hmm. of the, a lot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what did you guys think about? Let's, let's talk about, um, the introduction of Hela, uh, the goddess of death. And let's talk about Kate Blanchett's, uh, uh, role as that character. Is she a, is she a good, is she a good villain? I mean, we've had a string of, so, you know, poor villains in the, in, in the Thor films. Um, as far as like, you know, um. I'd say what curse and uh, Malekith um, Loki was fantastic, but you know, we've had, you know, we've had some bad ones here in this one. We've got, um, you know, uh, scourge um, and, and hello. What did you guys think of these characters? I
0: thought they did a really great job of making her seem like a really creditable threat. And I was really buying it. I thought Clayton, Kate Blanchett's facial expressions as she was, you know, doing her fighting were really amazing. The costume design was fantastic. Um, I really loved it. You know, I, I liked it so much that in a previous episode when you were talking about the possibility of her being the same death as the one that Thanos pines after and how much I disliked that then, you know, after seeing this, I... If that is the road they take, then I'm honestly fine with it. Just to see more of Kate Blanchett in this character,
2: I think I I don't I'm not totally counting discounting that. I mean, I've kind of thought that that's where they're they they have been going um, with this character, especially at the end. I mean, we do see her die at the hands of Surtur. Um, you can say like, oh yeah, he he slammed the sword down. We don't know if she died. I i don't know if you come back from that okay i mean i've seen it twice i saw it on imax and sure looked like that sword came down on her um
0: doesn't her character though at that point just go to like the mythical like underworld death realm
2: that's what i'm saying
0: just rise to power from there
2: that's where i was going i was going to say that i think that she becomes more powerful in death because she is the goddess of death
0: right yeah yes exactly and I, i really hope that is the case um I'm unsure if that's the direction they're going to go. But you know what? I've really done a 180 on whether or not I like it or not. And I, I kind of do like it now. Um, the thing that worries me is I, I've i read a lot that kind of the only reason Kate came in and did this movie was because of her desire to work with uh, Taika Waititi. And that was pretty much why she's here in the first place. So hopefully that, you know, hopefully she is going to be in other movies.
2: Her her kid was actually wanting her to be in a Marvel film as well, to play one of these. her, her, her one of, Oh, yeah, yeah. And they actually, I think they gave one of her kids a role in the film, like a small I, role. I think
3: so. Yeah, I think you're right. That's what I, I read. I did read
2: that. What did you think about uh, Kate Blanchett as Hella, Rebecca?
3: Oh, I loved her. I absolutely loved her. It's interesting you said earlier that um, they were considering Charlize Theron, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that they did not go with her. I, I enjoy Charlize Theron in a lot of things, but I don't think I would have enjoyed her as Hela. Um, Kate Blanchett, she just has this like, she just has this magnetism and this commanding performance, and she demands that you look at her. Yeah. And on the screen, the the makeup they did for her, like her her eye makeup, and that was I mean it was gorgeous. I mean she was my my friend and I we saw the movie together. We joked that Hella was the goth sister uh loki was the emo brother and thor was the uh was the pop music brother like they have all <laughs> these different like all these different personalities and she did kind of look very goth with mm-hmm. that that look um she she looked amazing but then her performance was just great i felt like her her story of being like the the outcast firstborn coming back to reclaim her birthright I mean we've seen that before but she did it so well that you and en- I enjoyed seeing it again. I enjoyed seeing that storyline again. And Scourge what to me was like like the reluctant bad guy. You know, he was kind of like, "Oh, she's in charge. Okay, I'm with her now." You know, he kind of just went with the flow and uh in the beginning and and we saw him struggle with, you know, the choices that he had to make throughout the movie which I liked um but i mean to me she just completely every time she was on the screen you you had to look
2: at her like you had to just stare at her and she she was just great well she laid i mean she was finally a villain i think that was you know really causing some damage i mean Mm -hmm. yeah i'd say you know a lot of the asgardians and you know some of the soldiers that she killed were just no names i mean she she destroyed the warriors three like they were nothing and to be quite honest with you i didn't care no <laughs> me neither i i did not <laughs> no. care one I didn't bit care either because the comic books have done such a great like jason aaron's run with thor has done a great job of setting up like the warriors three and um you know throughout yeah. like um throughout jason aaron's run because like i i really before that i didn't read a whole lot of thor and, but I did, I really enjoyed Jason's, Aaron, Jason Aaron's run of, of uh, when he was doing Thor. Um, he's still doing Thor, but he was, you know, he was doing the mighty Thor with Jane Foster there for a while, but that, I don't know. It just felt like in these films, like they never really, we never got a really, a good feel for like these characters at all, except yeah. I think they got the most screen time in the first film, but even then it was just kind of like, kind of forgettable. And so when they died. They were
0: beyond repair.
2: I, when they died, I was just kind of like, Oh, okay, cool. Let's out with the old in with the new. Like, give me out with the old, which is The Warriors 3, which, yeah, you know, you fucked up those characters. Nobody really cared for them in the, in the MCU. Um, if you want good stories from those characters, read the comics. Um, now we've got, now we've got characters that we actually do care about. We could, I, 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 Korg, Meek, you know, uh, Valkyrie. Um, so, I mean, at this point, I really don't give a shit if Jamie Alexander comes back as Sif. I don't care if they do explain what happens to her. I don't care.
0: Yeah, she was she was pretty a stiff character in the last couple of movies. Lady too. stiff. Lady stiff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Rebecca, you brought up a great point about uh, Hela's makeup. Uh, when we saw it the second time, Michelle was kind of pointing that out. They did a really neat job with that. Like when you first see her, she's like doesn't have her powers fully there and her makeup looks very gaunt and more goth. And then mm-hmm. the more and more she's on Asgard – every scene you see her in her makeup and like set design or costume design just gets better and better and better. Absolutely. She gets more powerful and it's really subtle and they don't have to hit you over the head with it. And I thought that was a really cool effect.
3: Yeah, I agree. Like I, I remember like, as you just said, when she first showed up uh, that, that eye makeup was really like very, it was like very goth. And um, as she went on, she just got more and more elegant looking. and and I mean, I love the effect that she would like, smooth her hair back and her headpiece would appear. Yeah. that. Oh, my God. The first time she did that, I was like, oh, my God. That is – that's incredible. Absolutely gorgeous the way it was done and –
0: Kind of a brilliant uh, way to hide the CG transition, honestly. Yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And it was – oh, God. It was just so well done. I loved the scene where she – When she's back in Asgard and she's looking at the ceiling and she's seeing, like, the history of Asgard and she's like, this is all lies. And she made a comment about Odin, like, he wants to, like, reap the benefits, but he doesn't want to admit how he got it. And she breaks up that ceiling and it reveals, like, a whole nother history uh, behind there. And you see her holding Mjolnir and you see... You just see this entire thing, and I felt like they really carried through that whole thing of, like, Odin's always keeping all these secrets. You know, we saw that from the first movie when he lied about Loki's parentage, and he's just got all these secrets that he's holding and all these half-truths he tells everybody. But, you know, Hela here uncovered the truth, like, literally to show everybody her, her what she felt was her rightful place in Asgard.
0: Yeah, it's a great bad guy when you, you can actually see her motivations and how she's been slighted and kind of get behind why why she would be so pissed off in the first mm-hmm. place.
2: Yeah, like, this movie really so, made Odin feel like he was the villain, you know, which is kind of like what I got out of it a little bit,
0: you know. Agreed. That's that, a um, great
3: point. Yeah, you're right. It really does because it's like – Well, he used he her. Did... Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. He did use her and she even said I was his executioner. Yeah. And – so it's like you know, Odin wants to paint this pretty picture that you know it's it, and 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 they had that in the it was very like reminiscent of like Catholic churches where they have like that halo around their heads.
0: You just cut out. Whoa, you disappeared. Oh, yeah, cut all out. All right, can you hear me? Yep, you're back.
3: No? Okay. Um, ah, God, what was they saying? You said oh, it was – run- You said it You said it was – Halo, yeah. um, But – and so Odin wants to like project this idea that like through like benevolence and kindness and goodness, he was able to have like these nine realms come under his rule. But that's not how it happened at all. It was all through bloodshed and violence and war – and and he didn't want to own it, you know. So when her ambition got too big, he just kicks her out. He banishes her, and it's only his death which basically lets her come back. And so yeah, you're you're right. He he really was the villain. Well, of, I mean, all, yeah, all, he all, was a shit
2: parent. He wants to stop at nine realms. Like, oh, let's stop here. We're good. I got I got <laughs> we got nine realms. I, I, you can stop being the goddess of death now. All right, you know. And it, that's fucked up. You know, it's like, no, you're you're feeding the beast. You're letting the, you know, and then now you're telling the beast not to do it. You made the beast, you know, like its purpose. Yeah. And now you're you're, you're kind of fucked up for that, Odin. And that's the thing. It's like, it made me feel like he was a big time villain in this. And then, um, oh, what was I, I lost my train of thought, but um,
0: I'm just yeah, glad. I like that a lot though. They, they did yeah. a great job with that Odin. I, I like shady Odin. She, so,
2: like, she was going around killing things too, like kill, like using those spears to just like when she killed uh, what's his name. Um, that was on that uh, in front of his army. She, he was the last one that she killed when when oh, she fought yeah, that yeah, army. Yeah, I, mean, I remember what she mm-hmm. and she about? tossed that spear at that guy, uh, and he's just kind of like stuck there in the ground. I was just like, oh yeah, Hogan. When she just when she killed Hogan, I was just like, oh my god, this is you know. This is not, this is not the uh, yellow jacket flicking his finger on a sheep. This is she just threw a spear straight through this guy and he's dead now. It's like wow, this is this is a villain. This is a villain to be feared, and uh, I do want to see more of this villain. I do. I'm with you, Jake. I, I want to see her come back as maybe the Goddess of Death and and Thanos like trying to trying to get her affection.
0: Yeah, and I'm shocked that I'm I'm saying that honestly. I I'm, I'm kind of. I never thought I would actually even have that opinion. Yeah, but so so good job. Uh, yeah, she was great. I mean, she didn't defeat Thor, but she still left him with, left him with like lasting repercussions that he's going to be feeling, you know, past mm-hmm. this movie. What about her, so her? That was.
2: What about her green eyed glowing army? I I kept thinking about this. Is a little too Lord of the rings ish as yeah, far as oh
0: definitely definitely yeah.
2: And then um, her, I didn't. I thought her dog was cool. Fenrir. I thought Fenrir was really cool. Um,
0: yeah, I thought I thought Fenrir was great. Um, I couldn't help but think of Inhumans and how it never looked like Lockjaw was even actually there, and how terrible that always looked. Yeah, I was really impressed to see Fenrir sitting <laughs> up on the uh, steps and actually look like he was there on set. Yeah. I was like, oh, there it can be done.
2: And it made for a really cool fight at the end with him and, and Hulk, which I thought oh, was yeah, awesome. Was great. So.
0: I was hoping Hulk was gonna befriend it and kind of tame Fendrel and they could be buddies.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I can't lie. <laughs> so that made me sad. Uh, nice, suplex, think, nice suplex though, by the Hulk.
2: I mean she brought she brought that army back with like the eternal flame and like even with um so when he, even, even Fenrir had like the green eyes from like the, from that, that flame. So I was just like, oh, he's definitely just under her control at this point. It's just, just like all magic. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's fan fiction, but. You
2: know. What did you guys think about the planet of Sakaar itself? Like the look? I thought it was so cool. Like it's a trash planet, but like on the flip side, like Taika Waititi made it look so colorful. It looked like, it looked like somebody it took the world of District 9 and then they took Crayola crayons and went nuts. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a very that's a very good description. Yeah, I love the people's garb and the, and the wardrobe of all the people, like in the arena and just even out and about and walking around. Even the they, gra- they did a really good job.
2: The Grandmaster's soldiers, like his little foot soldiers inside, they all looked different and they all had like weird, colorful helmets on. And I was just like, "This is so cool." I loved his melting stick.
0: Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. I love that he was a DJ and that he was putting out the beats. That did mess. you? That really cracked me. Up.
2: Did you listen to the full song, the Grandmaster song, yes. on Spotify? It's great. Song
0: is amazing. It's
2: great. It's so good. <laughs> oh my god!
3: I, I thought this was just Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum, like which he kind of approaches all his roles that way.
2: That's what but, uh, basically they said. Like great. I think Taika Watiti <laughs> said that eighty percent of this movie is just like them just this just dialogue it's just them just yeah, having fun I, I
3: i read that too it's like 80 percent uh improvised mm-hmm. and you just kind of let them go and do their own thing yeah and 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 jeff goldblum is that guy to do it with you know what i mean like he's he's just great at that because he's so weird and he takes weird roles and he so he's playing like kind of an oddball, and yeah. and I loved him as the grandmaster. I thought he was great.
2: Well, and I love Topaz as like his right hand woman. I thought that that was just yeah. so cool. Like her, just there, and like when uh, when Scrapper one forty two shows up, uh, Valkyrie shows up, and she's like, she's like, oh, oh, what 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 do we always call her? Trash. <laughs> and then, and he's like he's like that, that doesn't, doesn't start with a b <laughs> yeah and then doesn't he call her like booze hog or something yeah i was just like oh my gosh
3: he's like, he's like what do i always really say it starts with a b she's the trash yeah that doesn't start with a b like it was, <laughs> it was hilarious it was great but did he did he drop a line saying that she also brought him the hulk
4: yeah
0: was,
3: was that yes. right because he said that she brought me my champion
0: Yes, that is correct. That okay. really that really solidified her as kind of a Billy bass yeah. and, and I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, she what, did, what awesome. did you guys think about that? What did you guys think about that uh, on her ship, that tech that she had where she would – she it wasn't working correctly, so she had to, like, punch her fist together to get that gun to work?
0: Oh, are you talking about Valkyrie's tech? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. I really liked that.
2: Yeah, like when those guys were attacking Thor after, you know – He's on the planet, and then she comes there, and he thinks that he's <laughs> she's rescuing him, and she's actually just taking the bounty for herself to take him as a champion to the Grand Master. I just yeah. thought that like that tech that she used on that ship, with that virtual tech where she was, her hands were the turrets on the on the ship. Where I thought that was so cool. That was neat. Yeah,
0: yeah. I that loved the cool. tech, but a little bit of uh, suspension of disbelief when you see that kind of thing, where it's like. Gatling guns that hit every target but the, the one person <laughs> always is kind of like, okay.
2: Uh, he was down on the ground. Everybody else was standing.
0: <laughs> alright, alright. Fair, fair enough.
2: He was laying. Like, I mean, you know, he was laying on the ground. <laughs> they
0: definitely tried. I agree. They, they definitely positioned him where it was like, oh, they missed him.
2: Do you think bullets would have killed Thor anyway?
0: Mm, I think if they don't, then why not have the effect of seeing a couple bouts off of him?
2: <laughs> yes. Please. That's... Yes, definitely need to throw that in there.
0: I'm just saying, I I loved the tech, though. I thought it was super cool. I'm surprised they didn't, like, it wasn't a setup to be used later, but maybe that's fine, too, because that seems kind of tropey doing it that way, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, on the ship, she didn't really have to use that. That's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe at at the end of the film, like, so another character could have used it instead of her or something. I don't know. Like Banner. I don't know. That would have been kind of cool. But by the end, by the third act, like he's, he's pretty much Hulk for the most part. Um,
0: yeah. It, it reminded me of like robot jocks. And I always love that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Uh, try, I'm trying to think here. What else that I really wanted to talk about when it came to this film? Um, they We didn't get um, on Sakaar. We didn't get the rumored and it was in concept art. It was the, the antiquities dealer in Guardians of the Galaxy, that alien that was talking to Peter Quill, mm-hmm. there was some concept art of that character talking to the Grand Master. And mm. um, so a lot of people thought that there might be kind of like a deal going down um, between the two for an Infinity Stone or something um, and then dealing with Thanos di- uh, directly. That never happened. So that scene never happened in the film. I also wanted to point out, no infinity stones except for the tesseract were even revealed or touched upon in this movie so there we thought that this was going to be the movie that was going to give us that new infinity stone i don't think we're going to see that new infinity stone until we actually see infinity war now
0: man i sat next to this guy that was completely fucking bummed out by the whole movie because of that i was kind of in hysterics about it he was like, they're not going to tell us anything about any of the infinity gems, like especially after the final after credit sequence, like yeah. he just had a fucking meltdown and I was like, <laughs> oh this is fucking hilarious. What are
2: the chances and I don't think that this is going to even happen. Like but what are the chances that like Wakanda is hiding an infinity stone?
0: I think pretty pretty high.
2: You think it's high uh, that it's that Wakanda is hiding an infinity stone now? Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know. I, I I I think with the origin story of the Black Panther, you just kind of, I, I unless it's it's unless it's a post credit scene, it just doesn't make sense to me to throw that into the main story.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were thinking it was going to be Odin's eye. Wasn't that a big?
2: Uh, yeah, that was a big thing. I was thinking that it was the way that that's how that's how Hela destroyed Milner. I was like, oh, she got a hold of an Infinity Stone. So she's able to – but then we find out, you know, spoilers that she's the sister of Thor and the rightful heir to Asgard, the firstborn,
0: blah, blah, blah. So So she just shuts that shit down. I'm kind of getting sick power. of
2: villains though that are that, – that, that like the longer they stay in the place where they're from, the more powerful they get. Why is it always <laughs> the villain that has that kind of ability? It's not like Thor, the longer he stays in Asgard, the more powerful he gets –
0: yeah, Superman kind of has a little bit of that in like reverse, right? It's like the sun, sun. Yeah, the if he goes, he gets.
2: Yeah, it's like if he can, if he flies right up to the sun, it kind of like charges him like a battery. So.
0: Yeah. Weird. So yeah, it's definitely a trope that's been around for a long time. Yeah. So, well, what about the um, the Thor Hulk battle? Did you guys like? Did that pay off for you guys? What did you think, Rebecca?
3: I I enjoyed that very much. I mean. I know we saw the whole he's a friend from work thing in the trailer but yeah. my 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 theater still laughed everybody you know, laughed
2: mine did too and do you know where that came from
3: Yes the Make-A-Wish kid Yes
2: there was a I uh, thought
3: that was a great story
2: Yeah Chris Hemsworth they he paid a visit to a Make-A-Wish child and that kid suggested that line friend from work and they used it in the film I thought that that was just really cool That's
0: make very Make-A-Wish kids a genius Yeah <laughs>
3: I thought that was so sweet. I thought, I thought it was a nice backstory to yeah. that line. Um, I enjoyed the battle. I thought it was great. I thought, I thought it was well placed. The joke when, um, Thor tries to use the, you know, sun's going down big guy trope on him. Yeah. And, and, and he like thinks it's working and, and Hulk completely outsmarts him and just like, he's like, ha-ha, fooled you. And he like beats Thor up and, it's. I, I thought the battle was really well done. I enjoyed all of the spectators having like big Hulk masks and and like like really getting into it. Um, I I enjoyed that battle a lot.
0: I, yeah, it, it was awesome. I think that was my favorite joke in the movie. Was uh, Thor trying to do the uh, yeah the black the Black Widow shtick? I'm, I'm getting
1: like, real oh low, big guy.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, and then Loki's reaction to seeing Thor get the same treatment that Loki got in the first Avengers movie, I thought was a really oh, fantastic, that that fantastic joke. It.
2: I just didn't like when the Grandmaster ended it prematurely.
0: I was just like, Oh yeah. The no ending, the no contest. Yeah.
3: yeah, That wasn't cool. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of knew why he did it. Right. Because he's like, if you beat my champion, you can leave. But of course he doesn't want to let anybody leave. And he doesn't want anyone to beat the champion. So, I mean, he does it, which is like, it's cheating, but yeah, I, I I think it would have been more, more fulfilling to see one of them be the true victor of, of that battle.
0: Yeah, it feels a little ballless for them not to give us a, a winner. So, but it was still a pretty great scene. I thought the music was really fantastic during all the uh, Hulk Thor fight stuff too.
2: Yeah, the, I think they kind of neuter the Hulk a little bit in these films from like the comics, but I think they have to.
0: You know, I I, I completely agree with that. I was reading this article from like people that have like Hulk tattoos and like you know the world's biggest Hulk fans and everything. Yeah. And they basically hate this. Yeah. Like, this movie made them hate the Hulk, and, and, oh, they just fucking hate it. And it's for exactly what you're saying, is they kind of neutered him down. Mm -hmm. He's not as strong as he should be to them. It's like, he's a disgrace to their tattoos. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, they have to. I mean, that's some of the problem with, like, the Superman films, is that he's so overpowered that it's hard for... it's hard to make a movie about that kind of character, and so I think that they have to do that with the character here. I was just—I really want them to kind of like, I guess, pick their battles on like how they're going to have put the Hulk out of commission. I, I didn't like the way they did it in Avengers: Age of Ultron. I—I—I—I um, I, I, I didn't like that—that that the Hulk. I thought the Hulkbuster fight—I just wasn't a big fan of the the outcome and the ending of that. Um, but I did – I mean Hulk did some really cool stuff in this film. Like when he suplexed Fenril in this movie, I I was cheering. That was so <laughs> fucking cool. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like at the end of the movie, you actually saw the Hulk suplex this gigantic wolf. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That was awesome. Um, but um, I I loved the fight. I thought it was – I thought it was a lot better – well done fight with the hulk uh and thor than it was with that hulk buster fight and they, oh for sure and there was for still sure. a lot of stuff that they didn't show us in the trailers which they kept out which i appreciated and i loved yeah, the, but... i loved the crowd's reaction when thor got that first punch in on the hulk and sent him off flying and then destroyed like a quarter of the stadium um the the, the crowd was just shocked and then later on, they start chanting thunder, and I'm just like, "All right, now he's got some. He's got some of these people behind him now." So I was like, "That's very cool." So I, I enjoyed that fight quite a bit.
0: Yeah, it was, that was a great moment. I love when they show Jeff Goldblum too after the audience being shocked, being and Loki kind of shrinks away again. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I, I think it was, it was great how, um, I mean, we kind of all knew who the champion was, right? But, yeah. but of course, Loki doesn't know, right? He's like, well, I've been here three weeks. I've never seen this champion, but he's apparently incredible and he's amazing and blah, blah, blah. So that when the reveal is given that it's the Hulk, loki is like i have to get out of here i have to get off this planet i thought that was great I Thought that was so well done and um because of course Lo- loki's like no matter who wins this thing the- these hulk knows who i am like i have to get out of here and i i thought that was a great little thing too
0: yeah you know for as jokey as the whole thing was i mean hulk was straight up killing motherfuckers before thor showed up yeah yeah like, you he know, was. thor's the new fucking doug and doug is fucking yeah. dead so i mean they can joke all they want but i mean there's some there's some serious shit going on here before thor shows up hulk is just in pure hulk rage kill motherfuckers mode
2: what did you guys okay so let's talk about korg and let's talk about meek
0: um <laughs>
2: <laughs> i taika watiti i mean i think I don't know. I I he was actually in um he was Hal Jordan's buddy in Green Lantern if you watch <laughs> that piece of shit. But uh He
4: was.
2: Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it. I think I watched that movie once like yeah. years ago. I've it. seen it. I've seen it like maybe two and a half times. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> <laughs> i bet the halftime was the first time you're like fuck this uh
2: the first time was actually in the theater and like as Uh-oh. soon as it got into like <laughs> hot wheels you know racing mode i was just like what in the fuck is going on here <laughs> <laughs> when it was like the, the green wheels hot the, the green hot wheels track i was like this is just ridiculous but anyway um, yeah, he was in uh, he was in Green Lantern. He was uh, Hal Jordan's buddy. You remember when he was, like, showing off the, shoot and the suit for the first time and the lantern and oh, all that stuff? Oh, yeah. That was yeah. his okay. – yeah, his buddy was uh, – that was Taika Waititi. But uh, I, Taika Waititi, I, I love the character of Korg. I, it's just such a weird voice to come out of that rock monster that I thought it was just a, a brilliant choice because, like, you're getting ready to hear, like, Ben Grimm, like, raw, 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 you know, this gravelly – but you, you hear like this this high pitched New Zealander. It's so great. No,
0: it was fucking amazing. And then uh, you're dead on. There was lines that anyone else saying would yeah. have has been stupid. But he just killed him. I thought the stuff with the pamphlets and only his mom and the boyfriend oh. didn't like showing up. <sighs> like just, uh, anyone else saying that shit, you would have just groaned. But it was yeah. He was so sad about it, and that made it more deadpan and funny.
2: I loved it. Like and, when he when uh, he came to help Loki. Hey, man, we got a ship. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just, it's so, it's just, I just love his delivery. He's so, he's so funny. And, uh, I love the character. Absolutely love the character. Um
0: When he tried to fucking kill ghost Loki right before yeah. he disappears from the cell, made me laugh a lot too.
2: Oh my Died, God. Ghost. And we, yeah. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get out of here, ghost or whatever. <laughs> but when he, at the end of the movie, when he's holding what we thought was dead meek, <laughs> I, Oh, man. He's like, I, I've just been – He's he, Meek's dead. I've been holding him because I <laughs> s- stepped on
0: him. God, part of me wishes they would have held to that because my audience was like, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, I, I almost was like, oh, when, when Meek was still alive, yeah. even though I fucking love Meek, yeah, still like – the joke works so well. I yeah. wanted it to stay true. Oh yeah.
2: my god. I love Meek. Meek didn't meek Meek didn't talk. He was like this um, larvae, like this purple larvae with like knives coming out of his body. Um and I just loved it when he was like he wasn't talking. It was like they were they were getting ready to go out to the <laughs> arena, and he's just like doing performing moves.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like prepping himself yes. up trying to look like like a badass. It's I, super funny. I'm just
2: like, oh my god, I love this. Like this is like what Michael Bay wants to do in the Transformers <laughs> movies with his characters to like make yeah. them fun. But he just ends up failing. And,
0: like, that's... And, and turning them racist accidentally. Exactly. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. This was... uh I, I really enjoyed those characters. And I hope... Do you think that we're going to get to see... Much of them in the Infinity War, I I have a feeling we are going to see them. But I, I don't have yeah. a – Unfortunately, I, not, not much, a lot. I think. Yeah. yeah I uh.
3: I can't imagine them being tons in that I movie know. just because of how many people but are But Rebecca, thing. I, I, I want to see
4: – I know. I, hold on. I,
2: know. I <laughs> want a scene of the Guardians with Korg and me. Oh. <laughs> and Groot. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want but- – you
3: know, uh, sorry. Speaking of the Guardians, did, did this movie feel like a Guardians movie to you guys? It did to me.
0: No, I've heard that a lot, no? but I okay. I disagree with that comparison. No, nope,
2: I don't. Really? Yeah, I, I do yeah. too. I do too. It felt. Okay. Yeah, we're not. It's it's it didn't feel as cosmic, right, Jake? It it, it I mean it it felt. Um, I don't know, man. It felt like it felt it was it felt like Big Trouble in Little China just like butt fucked uh Flash Gordon or something,
0: right? Oh okay. yeah, it, it, it's am, pacing and focus is just so different than a Guardians movie. I, I was exactly going to say right.
3: F- Flash Gordon, yes, because I felt like this was Guardians met Flash Gordon. Yeah, I had the Guardians vibe, maybe not from the cosmic point of view, but just from. From the tone of it, it just gave me the Guardians feel, um and the fact that like nothing took place on Earth. This was completely on another planet. Um But for sure, Flash Gordon, absolutely a Flash Gordon feel, and yeah. that that really great eighties feel was all over this movie, which was great.
2: I think I don't know. It's just something about I. I feel like there's there, there are there are differences between Taika Waititi and James Gunn. I, I mm-hmm. and sure and I oh my god. James Gunn, I love you, man. But man, you've got you've got some competition at Marvel now, man. You really do, because Taika is he's up and coming. And I'm not saying like these guys are like vying and and uh, challenging each other. I'm just saying like it's nice to see another guy working for Marvel doing something cool and something different to maybe to maybe push James Gunn a little bit harder too for Guardians mm-hmm. Three. So yeah.
0: I agree. And it seems like Marvel let him do his fucking thing. Like it's, I read this amazing GQ article, um, and apparently like, you know how they call the last shot of the day, the martini shot. You know that lingo? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh Taika would actually have a martini in an actual martini glass every single day on, on set for the martini shot.
2: Oh my God. (laughs) He is so fucking cool. Did you, um, did you, did you read the, he was doing the, um, Uh, what was it? It was, I've got it right here. It's so cool. He was doing the contenders event, which is, uh, put on by deadline. And let me read some of this article. And he starts off the article explaining what he's drinking. And he's like, it's it's this panel. And he goes, by the way, this is whiskey and coffee. YTD shared seemingly to explain his eccentric behavior, which garnered big laughs from the audience. Quote, it's my opening weekend. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, I, the more I read about the guy, the more I fucking love him.
2: The article goes on to say, um, why kept it honest throughout the panel discussion, which was moderated by Deadline's Anthony D'Alessandro, uh, when asked about why he decided to take on such a tentpole like Thor, quote, Money, straight up, he zinged, saying he has two children who, quote, cost shit shit loads of money. Uh, He admitted not having much experience in the arena. Full disclose, I've never made a superhero movie before. His movies were more around the budgets where he's cutting up carrots for the crew. So I thought Marvel didn't care anymore, he zinged. My strengths were tone and that's it. He joked before adding more attributes like character, dialogue, and humor, which was clear. Quote, I said, you guys can take care of the explosion. I'll focus on what I've done before. And I didn't get fired because I'm a G. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's fucking awesome. awesome. He is a fucking G. He is, right? Chris Hinsworth said that he would sometimes have two or three outfit changes himself on set Uh, every day.
2: uh, That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) And it was just like, what the fuck? Check this out.
2: Uh, Waititi did not hold back during his turn on stage at the Directors Guild of America, where ironically he shared his membership was recently reinstated after being suspended for four months, quote – I think it was something to do with money, which ain't a problem anymore. <laughs> oh my god! I, oh, if you have not seen Hunt for the Wilder People, you've got to watch it. Oh my god! Uh,
4: watch,
3: okay, I might watch it tonight. I have to watch this and
2: movie. Now. You're gonna love the little the the little boy in that movie is so fucking great, and like the dynamic between him and Sam Neill is hilarious. But the little boy in that movie is gonna be. In Deadpool Two, which has me so excited.
0: So uh, yeah, I got to see this movie with all the connections now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, there's, there's how many Westworld connections were in this? We had uh, Luke Hemsworth, we had Tessa Thompson, Anthony Hopkins. Like, there's three Westworld characters right there. We had, I don't know, I, I love this movie for many
0: reasons, and
2: I, I, yeah, it's a
0: gorgeous fucking movie, and it, it, it was fucking great. The jokes were solid. It was great fun time
2: the final battle with Surter. um Funko Pops yet again kind of like <laughs> ruined Thor a little bit um <laughs> the the Funko Pop of Thor uh, was kind of leaked when and you see like Thor holding Surter's you know decapitated he- head and um so we kind of knew that Surtur was in the movie before this even happened but I uh I I, I, I really thought it was cool to kind of like tie that up at the end of the film with Hela. Like that's the only way we're going to be able to stop her. Um, you know, Thor goes like all, you know, lightning and thunder and hits her with everything he's got and it's not enough. And so I, I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. And then, and then even having like him talk to his father, Odin. On like another astral type of plane i thought was really cool um telling him it's okay that asgard is its people and and we're gonna and it's everything's gonna be okay
0: yeah it felt real jason aaron uh thor run here right yeah them uh moving all the people to yeah
2: and and setting up kind of like like you know like thor you know thor loses an eye and i mean we've seen that stage of thor in the jason aaron run we've seen like you know, we've seen young Thor, we've seen like the Thor that we know, and then like old man Thor, you know? Like old yeah. like the old King Thor. And they've had these three different Thor's in the Jason Aaron run. And it's like they're setting it's kinda like they're setting up like old like the old King Thor here. So Yeah.
0: I felt that too. I fucking loved Thor losing the eye and applaud the trailer for yeah. being so clever with all that stuff. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. I could that was a, such a shocking moment. I could hardly believe it happened. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking they were just going to, like, wave their hand over at any moment and give it back to him. And yeah. I was like, all, all right. This yeah. is fucking
2: awesome. Well, I kept thinking, like, when is I, – I can't wait for, like, Nick
0: Fury to see him. <laughs>
2: oh
3: god yeah that's gonna be awesome
0: <laughs> or tony stark to see nick fury and thor together yeah that's exactly
2: there's exactly <laughs> that kind of thing let's talk about this let's talk about this so basically yeah we, we you've seen the movie you know Surter destroys asgard and Surter looked amazing and i loved it when hulk went after him
0: that was a great moment that was very funny very reminiscent of uh Groot going for the battery when he's not supposed to right that oh kinda.
2: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i just, i just loved it because it's like you know th- what, what what else would you expect thor to do it reminded me of grimlock going after unicron is what it reminded me of from the trans <laughs> from the transformers but um I, uh, oh my god, I love that because it's like, Thor's like, for once in your life, don't be the Hulk. <laughs> you know, like, don't, don't try to fight the big monster. And, you know, and Hulk looks at him and goes, big monster. You know, like, that's what, that's what he wants to do. He wants to fight, he wants to fight him. But, um. Yeah,
0: this is what we do at the end of these types of movies. Yeah. Thor, what the fuck? But let's
2: <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about him losing the eye and let's talk about how secretive marvel's kind of been with this and um because like the future of the the kind of like the setup for infinity war that kind of happens here with this first post credit scene um we thor loses the eye they give him kind of like the eye patch and we actually see. How do I want to even start this? We we see that scene with the first post credit scene, and we see that ship greet like that big Asgardian arc ship with all of the inhabitants of Asgard, Asgardians in there, and so what do you? Wh- okay, what's happening here, Jake? What's happening?
0: Oh, in the in this end shot? Yeah, yeah. I I I was actually not a hundred percent sure what what meetup we were getting ready to see here. Thanos. Uh, yeah, and you know what really fucking sucked is in, I don't understand why every one of these Marvel movies have post-credit sequences, and we have to blare the lights on in the theater the second the credits start.
2: Yeah, I don't like, it's like that Especially
0: either. with this real quick one that's going to happen. Like, I could barely see what the fuck was going on both times I saw this movie. I was really annoyed by that. Like, it could have been the fucking dark aster for all I could fucking tell. So um, I to get his Thanos, though, huh?
2: It's it's a hundred percent Thanos. This has been confirmed by Kevin Feige. Um, the ship in the post credit scene, it's um, it probably houses it. Definitely, it's Thanos' ship, and it probably houses the Black Order. But um, Kevin Feige confirmed this with the wrap, and I'll read that article where he addresses the ship. He says we call it the Sanctuary too. Uh, for those who aren't immediately familiar with that ship name, you'll probably be quite alarmed to learn that. That's the name of the flagship of Thanos. The MCU's Big Bad, who will finally take center stage in Infinity War after opening on the fringes of the story for most of these movies. Uh, We have previously seen the original Sanctuary a couple of times before. It's the weird cosmic planet where Thanos sat on his throne in the first Avengers film, as well as the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Sanctuary 2, being a spaceship, is more mobile than some celestial body like sanctuary and it would make sense to find it on the move as we approach infinity war it's not at least in comics lore a superweapon um but sanctuary 2's apparent interdiction of the last living asgardians remains hugely impactful for the setting for setting the stage of avengers infinity war which when it kicks off will apparently find thor in thanos's possession at least for a moment. It's likely, as it is tradition for the Stingers, that this scene is actually in Infinity War. Um, so, uh, we do know, however, that Thor will escape somehow in the Infinity War trailer that was shown at D23 and in Hall H at Comic-Con. We saw the Guardians of the Galaxy retrieving Thor from space. So, it's been confirmed that that ship is Thanos' ship, the Sanctuary 2. So... At the end of the Thor film, when Loki grabs the head of Surtur, he passes the Tesseract. He 100% takes the Tesseract.
3: Absolutely. 100. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He has to.
2: He, ta- Yeah. I mean, and, th- and then I think he gives up their location. There's no yeah, way. I
0: wouldn't be surprised.
2: There's no way that that ship just shows up. He... He's he's trying to. He knows that Thanos is going to try to kill him. He he be, basically you know he promised that the tesseract to Thanos anyway. Um, uh. In in uh, in the Avengers film, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's perfect, Brian. And so at this point, it's his bargaining tool, right. To stop Thanos, from- right? Yeah. coming down on him he's gonna sell out his own people and it's classic loki just to fucking get the heat off his own head
2: okay so basically what we see in the avengers infinity war trailer that was leaked so spoilers for that is at the beginning of that trailer we see a bunch of like debris and space junk and then thor flying through space so does thanos destroy that as ship
0: Mm, I find that hard to believe. I really feel like they're they're going to get the people safely to a planet. I don't think he's just going to wipe out all the Asgardians. I mean, maybe though.
2: How? What? I, I don't. Okay. So we saw though in this trailer the ship pull up on them. So are you saying that the people have already been dropped off because we know they're on their way to Earth?
0: Yeah. Man, I got to hope that some of them are going to escape. I guess I'm, I'm
2: was... not. I'm, I'm not saying 100 percent that Thor like. I'm not saying like 100% um, that they're basically going to destroy everybody in the ship, like right then and there. That would be
0: super sad, right? It's yeah. making me sad even talking about it. Like the Thor does such a good job of declaring the people as Asgard that to yeah. think of all those people being exterminated by Thanos actually kind of yeah. gets me shaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, actually I'm yeah. shaking from thinking about it. Yeah,
3: that would be it. terrible. That has <laughs> to happen. That would be pretty terrible.
2: But I mean, you know, Josh Brolin, we're going to take a break here in just a moment because I, 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 I want to talk about the setup for the Infinity War a lot more with you guys but we're gonna take a break here in a moment but josh brolin has come out and said like after this movie people are gonna hate me now i don't know if he's saying like well you guys are gonna hate me for killing a bunch of nameless asgardians um it could be a combination of different things it could be a combination of like them killing major characters and him just a lot of destruction so i mean i don't know does it really does it really matter if they kill all the asgardians no
0: No, no. It's a bold move, and it, it would do exactly as you say. It would make me hate Thanos, and that at the end of the day, that's the goal. I don't Yeah, worry. He's such a badass. Yeah. I, I shouldn't be laughing at him. Yeah. I should fucking hate him and think he could do fucking anything to but any of these people. you can't kill— and It would definitely accomplish that.
2: Yeah. You can't kill Korg. You can't kill Meeks. You can't kill Valkyrie. We've got to see these characters come back for future Thor films if we do get those films, right?
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So. Bring Zachary Levi back and kill him again.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break here real quick. We'll be right back. I want to talk more about the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, like, the – basically what this movie sets up for the future. <laughs> hey we are back uh yeah i wanted to dive more into how this thor film sets up uh future films going forward specifically infinity war um we know that the infinity trailer has been leaked and in that trailer you guys have both seen it correct correct okay in that trailer that was leaked thor has both long hair and both eyes.
3: That was my first thought. As soon as he lost that eye, yeah. I was like, but he's got both eyes and he's finished. Your- <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, but I, I also want to kind of point out, like, like in the first Thor Ragnarok trailer that came out, they show Thor on the Bifrost, which, Thor in this movie, there are two times where the electricity, the lightning is surging through his body. Okay? And that's in the arena. And then the second time is when he's standing on the Bifrost. And in the first trailer for Thor Ragnarok, they show him standing on the Bifrost. And this is the th- scene in the third act. Um, they show him standing on the Bifrost with both eyes and electricity coming out of both eyes. Now, when you watch the film, you know that already, you already know that one of those eyes has been ripped out. So what they, I mean, so like, they have already done this. They've already hidden this this in in Thor Ragnarok. Did they do that here? Did they do that here in in uh in um Infinity Wars?
0: I mean they very well could have, right? It's one of two options. Either either that's what they've done is more trailer trickery or I mean it very plausibly plausibly could be something to do with Infinity Gem magic and something happening between you know Thor and Thanos. Who 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 knows? Like.
2: Uh, I can give you an answer. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So he doesn't get the eye back, guys. This is this is Thor going forward. All right. Um, Chris Hemsworth. He confirmed in an interview with Entertainment Weekly. He said, "Yeah, we carry it into the film with the eye patch you see in this film." He's talking about Infinity War. So they have through digital trickery or something. Or I don't know if they shot it twice or if they just did it with digital trickery, added an eye and gave him long hair. Um, Mm. It's one of those two, but he's going to go throughout this next film. I think like the long hair, he'll have. I think he's been floating in space for a while. The hair maybe has grown grown out. I don't know. Um, Mm. But as far as the eye, he's going to have the patch. That patch is going to be something going forward throughout these films, at least in Infinity War. Um, I don't know if Dr. Strange can give him another eye or something like that. We didn't even talk
0: about Dr. Strange earlier. No. Do you think by the time they show us, like if we do see the footage that we saw from the leaked trailer from Comic-Con in an actual trailer, Mm -hmm. do you think at that point they will stop trying to do the CG trickery and just go ahead, go ahead and show us the eye patch?
2: Yeah, I think that, I think that's why we haven't gotten a trailer yet.
3: Yeah, I that's you know. A, what?
0: That's a great point,
2: and that I think is an
3: excellent
2: point. And I think that when people finally do see the Infinity War trailer, if they have, if they thought to themselves, "Oh, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna see Thor. Uh, I'm not a big Thor fan. So this, this, this Thor movie's not gonna do anything for me." Once they see the Infinity War trailer and they see um, Thor with the eye patch, they're gonna go, "What did I miss?" <laughs>
0: Mm. Yeah, it definitely is gonna, as jokey as people say it was, it definitely is gonna feel important. Cause you they've, know.
2: they've already done this, guys. I mean, they already shown us a trailer with him on the Bifrost and both eyes. And by the time you see the movie, he's only got one. So they've already, they've already done this. So I feel like that's why they haven't released the trailer yet. They knew what they were doing.
0: Um. Mm-hmm they did such a great job with that i was like practically shaking my fist at the screen like i saw this scene where he had both eyes yeah you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah yeah <laughs> no it's cool like the people that were at hall h or d23 like if they would have saw like thor with like the eye patch or hell if we would have saw thor with the eye patch we, we would have known what was going on but i think it, it sucked and it, exactly it would have sucked so I think it was very cool of Marvel and, you know, uh, Marvel Studios to kind of, like, hide this from us. I love this.
0: Yeah, me too. It makes hella more of a badass when you hide it, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate that. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, it was great. So I I honestly feel like there's a, there's a you know, Loki set him up. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, for as much as we think Loki is kind of like the hero at the end of this – it's all personal gain again to, like, save his skin for Thanos, the, the, the overbearing threat. You know? What a
0: jackass.
2: Totally. <laughs> totally.
0: Uh, it was nice to maybe think that Loki did a selfless act in the end, even though he still, in a very classic Loki way, was very selfish about his selfless yeah. act and yeah. <laughs> being the noble hero. But, huh, yep, yeah, there you go. That's how it is. Loki's always going to be Loki, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. I loved it when Thor threatened him. Um, when they're, when, right after, when, when he's like ruling Asgard as Odin and he threatened him with Mjolnir coming back and crushing his head. (laughs) no that was a great <laughs> scene <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was it. i thought anthony hopkins was brilliant playing yeah you know the loki as anthony Hopkins yeah, character. yeah in that Scene. yeah <laughs> that oh my was super fun
2: what oh my god back to the fight with surger at the beginning with the with the when the dragon got unleashed didn't that look beautiful on screen
0: oh that was fucking mm-hmm. awesome oh my the god hammer in his mouth yes awesome yes
2: oh my god i was like oh my god can you imagine what they could do with a lord of the rings movie now with the technology
0: Uh, yeah i'm telling you what what balrog would look like now yeah
2: oh oh Oh. (laughs) you shall not pass oh fuck dude
0: and like 3d imax and shit oh fuck yeah
4: yeah
2: Yeah. because i thought you know like i did see what was it when they showed it um one of the Hobbit, it was the second Hobbit film that came out—and they showed it not in 4K, like in the higher frames per second.
0: And it oh, did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget how they called that. Yeah,
2: it looked fucking crazy, man. It looked pretty wild, man. It looked weird. I liked it though. I thought it looked crisp. <laughs> So
0: I've heard people kind of come out against that. Like I know James Gunn's really like anti that.
2: Yeah, I know. A lot of people are. A lot of people are against it. I, I, for me, I just thought it was kind of like a crazy movie experience to see it look that crisp on screen. It And now, now I associate it with like when you're watching like a soap opera in HD. (laughs) So yes, um, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Soap opera feel effect.
2: Yeah. I don't like it now. I'll be 100% honest with you. But at the time when I saw it, I was like, this is new. This looks Wow, this looks – it just – it felt like I was watching something
0: new and epic, you know? Nice trick they did. Don't pay yeah. attention to the long, drawn-out second Lord of the Rings or Hobbit movie. We've <laughs> I, I, all these frames. I loved
2: how Taika Waititi – how he set it up in Odin's uh, treasure room that the uh, the gauntlet that we see there is a fake. That was yeah, awesome. That
3: was – how awesome and was it, that?
2: It builds on – it builds up more of Odin's lies, right?
0: Yeah. Way to fix continuity. Yes. With a fantastic joke. Yes. 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 Oh, I cracked up at that when she just smacked it off and called it a fake. I, I was like, yeah. oh, that's so fucking, that's hilarious.
2: Uh yeah. This is a fake. Knocks it off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, great.
2: Hey, um, I love, Oh, go ahead, Jake.
0: I was going to say, I, I love Thor and Loki as anytime they get a sh- as much as I love Loki yeah. When those two get to be together yeah. and be brothers is some of my favorite stuff, and oh, oh man, the get help joke really slayed me. Yeah, I get loved, help. Love that whole. That bit. was good, and how you know Loki's probably been through that at least like twenty times. Yeah. The way he responded to them doing it again. <laughs>
2: uh, the, I don't. One of the jokes that I didn't really think was great, but went over really well with my first audience was like when Loki was the the childhood story when they were eight or nine, when Loki turned into the snake, and Thor likes yeah. snakes.
0: yeah i thought the best part of that joke was loki's sly smile to the to the story yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's the part that i laughed at
3: i i I didn't laugh at that i felt like that story was awkward like awkwardly told yeah and it It was was, i was like "Mm, it's
2: not really fun that was not chris Hemsworth's best stuff right there no i yeah 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 um i uh what else oh 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 uh they uh they they were talking to – Fandango was talking to Kevin Feige about the Grand Master and the Collector with them being brothers. He he said – you know, they asked basically like could they meet in a film? Could we see them together in a film? And Feige said it would be awesome, man. It would be great. We love the idea that they're brothers. If you go on to the Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout attraction at California Adventure in Anaheim – you will see a picture on collector's wall of he and the grandmaster playing some sort of space chess game, which right <laughs> now is the only place you can see the two of them in wow. a frame together, but let's hope that changes someday. So I think it comes down to like just getting a movie um, that makes sense and a scene that makes sense to get these two together on screen. But I, I would love to see these two guys together on screen. Jeff Goldblum and Benicio del Toro would just be fantastic. Cause, oh, me too. Cuz like I can't see them like greeting each other, like happy to see each other. I can actually see them kind of like being very different and like maybe showing off like their collections and the other one not being impressed like with what the other one has amassed, you know.
0: Who would be the older brother, do you know?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Um you would th- <laughs> I mean they're both Celestials, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. if there's
0: any of that dynamic, you know, like uh you got everything because you were the first. Yeah, the maybe Spoiled brother.
2: Yeah. Well the Yeah, that's true. I mean, he, he he you've got one that actually had like a really cool collection at one time and then you've got one who basically like rules a
0: trash planet. So, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh Oh man. You know Another really cool Easter egg I noticed the second time I saw the movie was – you spoke of it earlier, Brian, the uh, kind of the tapestry on the ceiling that Hela destroys to make her new. No, that was Rebecca that that talked about that. Oh, Rebecca, yeah. and she shows the, the new image. Well, later on in the movie, when Thor walks in and sees all the stuff on the floor, mm-hmm. he actually sees the piece of ceiling that has his yeah. face on it. Yeah, right. And there's the big line right down the eye that's about to get ripped out by Hela right there in that scene. Oh, really? I
3: oh, th- I didn't notice that.
0: And I thought that was a brilliant little, like, slight foreshadowing. It's like the second time, it's clearly minted like, Foreshadow that that eye is not going to be there in about five minutes.
2: Oh wow, that's awesome!
0: I thought that was a really cool little moment.
2: Um, another cool Easter egg in the film is the Grandmaster's tower that they're you know they're constantly constructing. Um, you see them building Hulk's face on the tower, their new champion, but underneath the Hulk, you see past champions, and those past champions are the. The Marvel version of the Greek god Ares. I know we saw DC's version in Wonder Woman, but you see Marvel's version in this. You also see Beta Ray Bill. Um, you see the uh, you see Man Thing, which is Marvel's version of Swamp Thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you see uh, the android monster Bi Beast, which I'm not too familiar with. By Beast.
0: So yeah, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. I'd love to see some uh, fucking. Man Thing contest of champion battles and how those would
2: now. Oh my God, I would love to see like yeah, Man Thing like Man Thing got away or something. And I would love to. Wouldn't it be cool if like if there was like a deleted scene of like Thor when he first lands there and he has to fight Man Thing? Yeah,
0: that would be oh, awesome. Just like a be... like a warm up before the Hulk. Yeah. No, or or just that would like have been cool.
2: Or like Man Thing got away. You know, like he's one of their past champions and he got away and he's like living on the outskirts of. You know, the trash, the trash plan is the car. <laughs> and Thor, when he first comes down, like, I don't know, but I guess it worked out really well with seeing Valkyrie, you know, bring him in. But I, uh, the Beta Ray Bill I thought was interesting because Kevin Feige talked with uh, Crave Online and revealed that Ragnarok initially had a scene with Beta Ray Bill. And he said, quote, there was a Beta Ray Bill, but it was so quick that sorry my dog's barking but it was so quick that you would have the same complaints that you have now he was in it a little bit more and it just didn't do justice and the feeling is if you can't do it justice do it later so it sounds like they're saving mm. like it i like yeah. it yeah
3: i love that that's
2: great does that sound like we are getting another thor movie guys and do you think that do you think that chris hemsworth is going to come back i I, I, that's what I want to know. What's the future of this character in the Marvel universe? Is he going to die in one of these Infinity War films, or or is Chris Hemsworth? I don't know. I mean, he's I not doing won- he's not doing well in other movies, Jake. I mean, Black Hat, you know, directed by Michael Mann, was not a success. the The two Ron Howard films that he did, you know, the racing yeah. car movie, and then like the one he did with Tom Holland with Sh- the ship and the Moby Shitty Dick, Moby Dick, yeah. And- that did not do well. He's never had a big hit outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This, honestly, is probably his biggest hit ever. Even like those first two Thor movies didn't perform great. The first Thor movie did beat Captain America: The First Avenger, but like it, yeah. the second Thor movie was not even close to like you know the Winter Soldier or Civil War. Like this is this is the first time it's doing such a great. I just can't imagine like Taika Waititi not coming back and doing another Thor movie.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the recipe for, for Chris to stay, right? And I feel like Beta Ray Bill is, like, the perfect vehicle for a Taika Waititi Thor movie, too. Yeah. Like, to give him full exposure. Yeah. I don't so, know. I'm glad that they think of that character important enough not to just throw away as, like, a goofy Easter egg and that's a save for when you can actually do it. Yeah, because they did mention Thor
2: Frog in this movie. Odin did.
0: Yeah, I yeah, laughed he at did. that. Yeah.
2: So... I don't know. Oh,
0: good stuff. I, I yeah. I'm excited to see Beta Ray Bill. I want to see it. I want to see it done justice, you know? It's a shame that we're not going to be able to see Silver Surfer in that mix, too. Yeah,
2: I know. Ain't that the truth? What did you guys what did you guys think about when they played Pure Imagination? <laughs> I, that I laughed. Was so <laughs> <trippy>. <laughs> when
3: when it started, I'm sitting there and I'm like this is like this is straight out of Willy Wonka. What the heck is happening? (laughs) Like I was almost waiting for all the weird images on the tunnel to start showing up. I thought it was hilarious. Like, and and my friend who saw it with me, like it took her a second. She was like, is that, is that from Willy Wonka? Like she wasn't sure. I'm like, yeah, this is Willy Wonka.
0: Oh, yeah, man. That was funny. I thought the countdown joke right after that was a really funny joke too. The the countdown to seeing the grand mad, the grandmaster.
2: Yeah, and he's screaming. Yeah, five, four. Yeah, I I really enjoyed. I I, I thought I was really worried that the humor was going to take me out of this one, but it, it it worked. I don't know. Somehow it worked for me, and I I really enjoyed it. And like as soon as like I left the movie, and I woke up the next, I left the movie, um, came home woke woke up the next day and i'm like man i want to see that movie again i i don't i want to see it again and i mean i fall i've fallen in love with like like some of these new characters i love korg i i absolutely love valkyrie i think valkyrie is like i i want to see more valkyrie and like when yeah me too the quotes from tessa thompson before this movie came out her talking about like an all-female avengers team um i was kind of like yeah that's cool but like you you really don't know how cool it's going to be until you actually see the character and i think like now that i've actually gotten to see her version of valkyrie and how fun she was in this film but also how badass she was like 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 when she's talk, when she's talking to banner when 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 the hulk is back to banner and she like recognizes him from somewhere and she's drunk and she's like i know you from somewhere too you know yeah, i was just like yeah. i was like man she's she's fun but she's also a badass and uh you know, like, I, I would love to see her actually lead a, a female Avengers team. Now, I know it would be Brie Larson as Captain Marvel leading the team, right. but, but I haven't seen Brie Larson play that character yet. And, and, and maybe, maybe my mind will change once I do see her. But yeah. I, I can kind of see these things coming together. Like, I'm more excited about Valkyrie, the character, than I am Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. You know,
0: a hundred percent, a hundred percent. She just was yeah. so fucking regal and awesome looking. Yeah. And it's, like,
2: it's, uh, it's not uh, like shiny new toy stuff either. Like, I just think like the character is that much cooler. Right.
1: Yeah, uh,
4: yeah, I, she, I she agree.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. She was fucking awesome. I, I loved it. I, they did such a great job. I love that. She's saying, you know, that, that she's possibly one of Marvel's first, you know, bi characters. Yeah. Um, God, I wish they would have included that scene and had the the nuts for that, right?
2: And it's 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 yeah, yeah, um, that would have been cool to, for them to throw that in there. And we'll probably get it in the deleted scenes. But see, this is the thing. Hopefully. It's I, I think like, and it's nothing against Scarlett Johansson, and it's nothing against the character of Black Widow. I just think that that character has been kind of played out in every other movie that we've seen with like the sleeper agent. You know, we've seen Jason Bourne movies and the Liam Neeson movies and. With, with, you know, we've seen all that kind of stuff and all these other, like, and uh, we're seeing a ton of those, that, that type of character. We haven't seen anything like Valkyrie before in, in film.
0: Yeah, I agree. And they, they've never shown us Black Widow really down on her luck, which is what it really takes, I think, to fall in love with the Black Widow character. Yeah. They've already done a better job of that with Valkyrie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Her being basically like an alcoholic on this planet who's not like living you know who who basically failed asgard and is just trying to get away and forget.
0: Yeah, there's no there's no growth in the black widow character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, from the moment we see her she's doing laser ballerina yeah. to the last moment we've seen her where she's doing the same shit. I mean, yeah. You're not wrong for like being more excited about Valkyrie. Yeah. Like one movie she has more fucking depth than Six Black Widow movies.
2: Yeah, and you know, I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm not blaming Scarlett Johansson.
0: I'm mean, oh, no, actually, she's great as Black Widow. It's not her
2: fault. Maybe we should blame Kevin Feige for like not making a Scarlett Johansson uh, a Black Widow film sooner. You know, that's yeah, the thing.
3: They, they haven't given her and en- they haven't given her enough to chew on. Yeah, they they the first they gave person. Valkyrie more to chew on in this movie than yeah. they've given Black Widow and a lot of stuff.
2: Well, her first introduction into Iron Man Two is like kind of like okay, here she is doing flippity-doo stuff, right? And that's it. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And, like a I, I laser beam ballerina. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and here's Tony trying to hit on her. And, you know, I, I get it. I mean, they actually asked Taika Waititi, like, what movie, if you did another Marvel film, like, who, what movie would you want to do? And he said, I'd like to do a Black Widow comedy. And um
0: that'd th- be great. Maybe that would fix the character.
2: I don't, I, I think that he just wanted to give them an answer. Um, to be quite honest with I don't think that it's anything seriously that they're talking about, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I think I kind of blame Feige for not doing a female led Scarlett Johansson film sooner as Black Widow. Like,
0: yeah, I feel like they could have, they had enough time in the, in one of the two Avengers movies to do a D a better job at it too, though. I mean, I feel like they, Give it all out for Hawkeye, trying to like really sell his character and give him depth. Oh,
2: they he didn't give kinda... they didn't give him anything in the first Avengers movie. He was well,
0: in the second one, I guess at least.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get like Scarlett Johansson. Like they gave her some stuff to do in the in the Winter Soldier. Like she had some scenes with, uh, you know, Cap and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, but I think like Avengers: Age of Ultron, going back to like that whole banner relationship was just ridiculous, which I love the fact that Taika Waititi kept bringing that up and turning it into a joke. <laughs> um, I'm glad that he just didn't gloss over that whole thing. And I actually thought like that Taika Waititi actually turned that into something good when we saw her show up on that monitor in the Quinjet. Like, that right. worked. Mm-hmm. That worked. For as much as I did not like Avengers Age of Ultron, when he saw her on the monitor, I understood why he went back the banner and like yeah
3: it's it like snapped him out of being the
2: hulk and he has been the hulk for two
3: years guys yeah which means even when he was like sleeping when he was like not angry he was the hulk yeah so like he and he even said that like at at, uh i think it's in that same sort of part of the movie where he says in the past i felt like the hulk and i both had a hand on the wheel But this time it feels like the Hulk had the keys to the car and I was locked in the trunk.
2: It's just because – was it just yeah. a planet, Rebecca? Was it just the, the planet itself? It, it, the planet was built for the Hulk. Like it was like an arena planet where like he thrived, right?
3: I, 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 think, so. I think it is. That, that's kind of my feeling on it because this whole thing was set up for the Hulk to always be the
2: Hulk well, and he, he, he was acting and like it, a petulant child, right?
3: Yeah, well, I think the way that it was, I read an article and I can't remember where I read it where it's like, you know, he's, he's been the Hulk for two years, which is why like the Hulk is much more communicative now, like why he yeah. talks yeah. more than just simply saying, you know, smash and all that stuff. It's, he's, he's basically as the Hulk, he is like a child because yeah. he's growing and developing as the Hulk. And I I loved those scenes when he was the Hulk and and him and Thor were talking. I mm-hmm. thought those were great. Yeah. Um and I know you said that you didn't care for the scenes when when he was back to being Bruce Banner and it it, it took you out of the movie. Yeah. I, I actually didn't mind those scenes. I thought Mark Ruffalo played it as being like like he woke up from being in a coma for two years. And he was completely like, what's
4: happening?
2: And I don't know what's
4: going
3: on. And I I enjoyed that because I feel like it let him stretch his acting a little bit for me because he's always played Banner a certain way. I I liked seeing him that way.
2: Rebecca, my problem was with that was Mm -hmm. that the actor had to tell you. They had to tell you that that's what Mm -hmm. it was. Like he literally said that, he he literally actually comes out and you know like i think uh thor says like why are you acting so weird he's like because i've been i've been trapped inside the big guy for like 2 years or whatever
3: oh uh, okay
2: and i okay. wish i wish it would have just came up i get
3: a- what you're saying i, I wish, totally
2: understand what you're saying yeah i wish it would have just came across through the performance like oh my gosh yeah like he's been he's been trapped in the big guy you know the hulk for 2 years and that's why he's acting so weird i felt like he actually had to come out and tell us um which is which didn't make the performance that convincing for me. But mm-hmm. um No, I'm That's glad an that, interesting point. I'm glad that you like I'm glad that you liked it. I, I I didn't I didn't hate it and it didn't make me hate the movie to where I was like, nah, this is not a Tupperware. I I still really loved this movie.
0: Um Oh my gosh, let's, let's yeah, can, I, can I talk yeah. more about um, the science of why the Hulk was the Hulk for two years? I I don't know if it was just the planet, right? I think some of the scenes where we see Thor making Hulk actually get sad by giving him kind of the truce that no one liked him or respected him maybe a little bit to do with why the Hulk has completely locked Banner out too. You know, I, I, I,
2: yeah, I, I just feel like the, the, the Hulk kind of like took over. The, the Hulk took over and like this planet – I think it has a, a mixture of, to do with a lot of things, Jake.
0: Like, yeah, the planet definitely feeds the fire. I
2: exactly. Like, the, like, like, he's like, okay, this, this place is built for me. Earth was not, Earth was Banner. Banner, you had Earth, okay? You were the scientist. People respected your seven PhDs. This planet is made for me. It's not for you. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the Hulk on this planet, and I'm not gonna stop being the Hulk. And and so that's it, it, like we like when um, uh, when Thor said like we the Earth didn't even want you there like you saw him like take his arms swing him up and then swing him down like a child like he was yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. you, you saw him acting like a five year old like a petulant child and like I felt like it was just the Hulk saying like this is my world this is not Banner's world and I'm not going anywhere. So
3: Well, he he even said to Thor because Thor when when Thor was like, oh, we're friends," and he's like, "No, you're Banner's friend," and so the Hulk is aware of that. To him, Thor and all the Avengers, they're all really Banner's friends, yeah. and that Hulk is just the
2: you got you're cutting out right. Um.
3: Yeah. He I I I just I I felt like. The, it was shown to us that the hulk understood the complexities of the banner hulk relationship which yeah. has not really been done before but i thought it was really well done and i thought it was great to see the hulk yeah like grasp that stuff
2: yeah yeah jake i i, I agree with a lot of points that you made there i really do so
0: yeah, yeah I, th- I thought that was really cool i mean again the movie just did such a really good job of like yeah. all these subtle character things happening without ever feeling like it was being tropey or smacking you over the head with all these, what were major evolutions happening with a lot of these characters?
2: Right. So what happens? What happens? Like, okay, so we, we start the infinity war film and we know who's on this, this Asgardian ship. Um, not Asgardian ship. It's the ship that they stole from the, the grand master. Um, we know Hulk's on that ship. We know Valkyrie's on that ship. Korg, Meek. We know Thor's on that ship. But we only see Thor with the Guardians. Mm-hmm. So so he's floating out in space and then the Guardians find like what happens with Hulk? Like like where's Hulk in all this? Has 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 Thanos already taken him out of the out of the picture at this point? Are we gonna get a movie without banner? You know? I don't know. It's like it makes me wonder, you know, <laughs> like
0: Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. And the fact that they transitioned into Ruffalo's voice is another kind of makes me think that they very well could do a movie without banner you know they've got mm-hmm. ruffalo's going to be involved one way or the other right. so yeah hmm. that's crazy I, oh man i'm so excited for uh, infinity war not that i'm not excited for black panther right because that looks fucking amazing yeah in that trailer on oh, the IMAX
2: oh god it looked amazing in imax woof so did, Those so did,
0: sequences
2: are great. so did the Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer. The, they showed the second one in the, oh, in, yeah. in I I IMAX 3D and it was awesome. amazing. So, yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for Black Panther, but yeah, I, no, I'm, I, I, I really can't wait for Infinity War. I think that not only was this movie a, a, a successful Thor movie that I think that people that, I think that this movie is going to be for people that weren't fans of the previous two Thor movies. I think that this movie could turn them around on the character. Like, absolutely. I, I absolutely. loved it every time they played "Immigrant Song," you know, Led Zeppelin. I was just like, yeah, and they and they made it look like one of the, like like uh like the all uh, the painterly artwork when he's like when he when you know when he's gonna go uh, every time that he did that when he turned into that it just looked like. Um, uh, like that Greek kind of like artwork that you see uh, when he's got like the lightning surrounding him and shit. And I was just like, Oh, this is gorgeous. This is beautiful. And he's kicking ass and the music's amazing. And I just loved it. I loved it.
0: Yeah. I loved it too. I would, I, I thought I would have hated that even the second time I still loved it. I was like, yes, it's happening again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I love it, man. Oh, my God. It was so yeah. cool. So, yeah, it's, it's like this movie, it's, it's successful on so many levels. I think It's definitely the best Thor movie in my opinion. It's hands down. And then I think that people that didn't like it, like the other previous two Thor movies, are, are they could like this one. And I think it did a great job of setting up the next film going forward, which like we've seen some of these Marvel movies fail at that. We've seen Iron Man 2, in my opinion, kind of like fail to set up the, 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 the universe going forward. I think that this focused on the story where it needed to. But then like in the third act, like there were like these little things that happened, like Loki and the Tesseract. And we're like, okay, that this means something. And like, you know, the ship at the end showing up. We're like, okay, this means something. For future Mm. films. I think it, 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 the whole movie was not a setup for a future film. They, they used it, these setups for the Infinity War sparingly, and they did it in a way that works.
0: Yeah, it never felt jarring. It wasn't like, oh, let's, hey, Batman, put in these videotapes so we can watch trailers of the next movie. Or, or,
2: or let's watch Thor in the, let's watch Thor take a bath in a pool.
0: Oh, yeah. Right? right? Yeah. Right? Yeah which Time for future visions. Yes,
2: right. I mean, you know, Marvel's done this right. before. Marvel's f- f- you know, fucked up these things before. And I don't want to blame I don't want to blame Joss Whedon. I don't want to blame Favreau. I kind of want to blame, you know, going back to maybe I don't know, was it was it Pearl I I don't know. Who's, who, yeah, I think
0: it's a little bit of he too. FI-E, I think there was yeah. a little bit of drive to have yep. so many characters and yeah. so much new stuff each movie. That was a little bit of like a backwards drive in the first half of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah,
2: and now that all those characters are kind of like out there for the most part, we've seen most of these characters. Um It's, it's easier to move them forward. Man, it, Jake, I don't know about you and I don't know about you, Rebecca, but this movie also made me excited to see Doctor Strange again. I, I loved seeing him in this movie. I was so happy – to see mm-hmm. Stephen Strange um, to be back there. And uh,
0: I can't I wait thought to it was cool for him yeah. to see fucking Loki is basically like a DEF CON fucking level one threat. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, he didn't give a fuck. He was going to step in and fucking put this guy in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> he was and falling that, for 30 minutes. That, that, yeah. was, that was a <laughs> that great was, gag too. I was
1: falling for 30 minutes. The delivery. I, I,
3: I love that uh, we got Stephen Strange in this movie and I didn't feel like it was forced. Like I didn't feel like it was shoved in. It here. made it sense. Just, you know, it, it made yeah. total sense because and they explain it so simply. It's so organically explained. And it just confirms that Stephen Strange is a part of the MCU. Like we yeah. knew that he had his origin film but it was very standalone. Now we see him in a Thor movie interacting with these other characters. So it's like, don't worry everyone. Stephen Strange is going to come back again. You know, right. And I just, I love that, but it was not shoved in there. Like that didn't make any sense. It, it was so well done.
0: And it wasn't it like, felt, a, it felt very natural. And yeah. it wasn't
2: like a team up movie either. It was, it was a team up <laughs> movie with the Hulk and Thor, which I thought was great, but it wasn't like at the end of the movie, like Dr. Strange shows up to fight Hela, you know?
0: No, he, he just he wanted to be have nothing to do with them he right was, his whole intention was just to get them the fuck off of earth ASap
2: but to be quite honest with you again
0: I would
2: I would have le- I I wouldn't have mind seeing like Doctor Stephen Strange floating in the air taking on Hela that would have been kind of
0: badass. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of the imagery when we get to see Doctor Strange in like a full on superhero yeah. battle, oh, I uh, can't wait to see that. Me either like, I can't wait. I know you spoke a lot about you know Brian against your best efforts, like the like the comedy still worked for you in this movie, yeah. and I think yeah. that's a lot of Taika right. It didn't yeah. feel like factory Marvel comedy. Right, a visionary having. You know, yeah. a comedy vision, absolutely not just like the we got to fill in the joke quota. Like everything yeah. just felt so much more like fluid and natural. And i I know a lot of people will disagree, but I thought it really helped a lot of the more dramatic moments, Taika's, especially with the losing the yeah. eye and. Yeah, later on in the movie
2: taika works for me i don't i don't know why he just he just does his uh, his humor just works for me this was not like ant-man humor and i know there's going to be people that watch this and think like i there was just too much humor and some of the humor took me out of it and some of the people are going to be like yeah they took away from the destruction of asgard um to be quite honest with you the same people that are bitching about the destruction of asgard probably hated the first two Thor movies anyway and have no attachment to Asgard to begin with. Um, Yeah,
0: that's great. You you know what? This is all the like people that get so upset about a little bit of the lightheartedness of the Marvel movies. Yeah. You know what? That that's Marvel fucking comics. Like my, my favorite Marvel comics writers are like, you know, your Kurt Busiek's, your Mark Yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no matter how dramatic that stuff gets, that those Comic beats are never not there from those guys. Right. And those are some of the best Avengers, Captain America runs you'll ever fucking read.
2: Yeah, you know, you're and there's right.
0: jokes on every fucking page.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mark Wade is like, you know, Mark Wade can he can take it dark, but he, he doesn't go as as far as like Daredevil as dark as like Dare, Daredevil being possessed by an actual demon. You know, like yeah, I so. just I don't
0: I don't know. Like, to me, the classic Marvel comics formula always involves having some humor. Yeah. And if the humor's not there, it's, to me, it's a barely an adaptation of Marvel Comics.
2: Right. See, that's, I mean, I, I like the Punisher when he's in, uh, funny situations, like, um, yeah. like when he was hanging out with Doctor Strange in Original Sin, um, when he's like Franken Punisher, when uh, Punisher in Space and stuff like that. I really don't care for like the dark, dark Punisher, you know, that's going around just wiping people out and shit.
0: Yeah, the Avengers have fucking fun, man. I mean, in the fucking golden age of the Avengers, the two different teams would play baseball against... You're cutting out there, Chief. Avengers would play yearly baseball against each other in the comics. Like, it's not all fucking serious doom and gloom. Like, these movies definitely need to be fun and charming as well as serious and dramatic.
2: So they're basically setting up... um, it's weird how they're doing this, this Thanos story going forward in the Infinity War. Do you think that they're going to take a lot of, like, I, I feel like that, I mean, they're already taking a little bit of the Jonathan Hickman Infinity D story by introducing the Black Order with like Corvus Glaive and, and, uh, what's it, Black Mauve or whatever their names are. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> you know, all these different characters. Like, you know, I, I read Jonathan Hickman's Infinity Run and I, I quite enjoyed it. It introduced, um, his, his son who was like, who got hit with the Terra Genesis stuff, the Inhumans, that gas and all that stuff, and you, you met his, his son in this. I don't think they're going that route, but they are introducing some of Hickman's characters with like the Black Order, but do you think this is gonna end the way it did in like the Jim Starlin stuff? Like with, mm. with, with Thanos' end, you know?
0: How he, I don't wanna, I don't know, I don't
2: wanna <laughs> spoil it really.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think they're definitely – some of the iconic imagery is definitely – whether or not the plot beats follow the same as the yeah. Starlin stuff yeah. is a question. But the imagery is going to no, be there. Yeah, there's no way we're going to escape a bunch of those images.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That's exactly – you have to – Cause, and I want to see it. I do. I I don't care how they get there, but I want them to get there, and I want to see it. So,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I, I actually feel like – There's a chance they could really do it with Thanos. It's been my biggest worry about whether or not Thanos would be a creditable bad guy. No Adam Warlock. I'm starting to lean towards that he might be.
2: No Adam Warlock, though, in this. We're not going to get Adam until Guardians 3.
0: I think Adam makes the plot difficult, so I could understand why you'd want to keep him out of here.
2: So are are we getting Hela in Infinity War? Is she coming back as death? What do you think, Rebecca?
3: Uh... I hope we do. I hope
2: that we do but I don't think we will. Okay, Jake, is she gonna look different when she comes back? If she does come back.
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm I have to parrot Rebecca. I hope we do, but I don't think we do. I think they could do the trick where yes it is the same character, but now it looks like the representation that Starlin created.
2: Okay. But it's 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 played by Kate Blanchett, right?
0: yes voice only if if the character even speaks at that point
2: we do know that the character is in the film josh brolin confirmed this it, 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 if he's not lying he confirmed this at least a year and a half to two years ago saying that it yeah, the character
0: the character never speaks in the comic though so that might be where we're at we may not even need case for she, it to be the,
2: she speaks in the right. deadpool comics
0: oh in the dead i remember that with the deadpool depth stuff yes yes, yes.
2: <laughs> did, did, have, did you do you know anything about that rebecca
3: I don't, unfortunately, no. (laughs) Lady
2: Lady Death, Lady Death, in the comic books, Um, you know how Thanos is always chasing her and like wanting her to love. Well, Lady Death loves Deadpool. so there was (laughs) there was actually a run of comics which was thanos versus deadpool and it's it's some of the best shit i've read it's really funny
3: find this yeah
2: i've got it's like a i think you can buy the trade i think it's like five issues it's like i think it's thanos versus deadpool and it's fucking great that
0: sounds great what a love what a love triangle
2: (laughs) so that's all i got
0: you think you think we're gonna see that,
2: Brian? Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> I, oh man, and then
0: Logan's gonna show up. Uh, uh,
2: <laughs> Jeez. Wait, 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 final question before we end. Um, would you have would it, would you have even liked this movie even better if there was no revealed? And I know I know why they had to do it. They had to get more people excited about the film. They had to have more people come to the film to watch it. But would you have been more excited? having not known that the Hulk was going to show up in this movie. And then he, oh, just- yeah
0: hundred percent. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine like just going into the theater and then like just sitting down and all of a sudden, like we, we, we know that there's going to be like a, like a grand champion or whatever that's going to come out. But, and, and we're thinking like, is it, is it really going to be like, we know the planet's named Sakaar. Like, are they really doing this? Is it going to be Hulk yeah. or, or could it be beta Ray Bill? Could it be beta Ray Bill that comes out? So we don't know. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, Hulk does come out. I th- I think that would have been pretty fucking epic.
0: Oh, I, I fucking agree. I feel like the writing and the, the dialogue almost makes it seem like Taika wishes that could have been the case, too. You know? Yeah. Because they definitely do build up to, like, the mystery of who it's going to be when there's obviously no mystery. I mean, it'd be nice if we could live in a day and age where not only could we CG Thor having both eyes, but we could just show... We can completely lie to the audience and show Thor in a different gladiator battle in the trailer.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just <laughs> Thor taking on Korg or
0: something, you know? Yeah, or just some generic fucking awesome-looking yeah. creature that's just for fooling you in the trailer.
2: What about that th- that three-headed
0: guy? <laughs> he got brutally murdered. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, three-headed guy. <laughs> his fa- if someone let his family know, that was disgusting
2: <laughs> did you try to look at the heads to see if you could make out who it was
0: i did <laughs> no, no no who was it Do
2: you know I, no i have no clue I, like i was thinking like could it be like actors that taika's worked with before could it be and i i didn't recognize but they all had each each head had a different face they were clearly different faces they it wasn't like the same it wasn't like a set of triplets with the same face it was like three different faces
0: yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> it was, and they were, they were all weren't the same color either, were they? Was, that was kind of weird too. I don't know. It was like they, they, I think all their heads like had a different like hue to them. It I was, thought they were all white, but like
2: had like different blue face paint on or something. That's what it looked okay. like. Okay, I don't know,
0: but that was a bizarre character, and just the way that character met its end was like okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I loved it when little pieces of rock would fall off Korg, and he'd be like, "Oh, there goes another one." Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did you like the rock paper scissors joke? No, <laughs> no, not so much. Not so
2: much. Did you like <laughs> that okay. one?
3: It was awesome, okay. oh, Rebecca. Uh,
2: that was, was
3: yeah, great. Taika Waititi, might, he threw in some. He ba- laugh like he, crazy. <laughs> he,
2: he threw in some bad jokes, right? A little bit. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> That character felt like he was kind of meant to be like. It, it almost was the charm of the character that the jokes were not completely on point. You know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like the the, the vampire joke with the the the, 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 the 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 three vampires that are close together. Like what? Is, yeah. What are you talking about, dude?
3: Like, yeah, some of his jokes were just like weird observations. They weren't even like that. And then the way he says it, yeah, it's like. What?
2: And like, you don't <laughs> even get a reaction from Thor. Thor's just like, okay, whatever, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is fucked up. Why are you talking about this? Yeah, I like how he was oddly hygienic too when it came to the blood on the weapons. And
3: oh, yeah, can you wipe down the
0: weapons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you li- live in a disgusting prison cage. You know, uh, I'm sure you're immune to whatever at this point. Oh my god, god.
2: I need more Korg.
0: Yeah, Korg's great. Maybe we can get a Korg like side movie on a DVD extra or something. Yeah, that'd be fun.
2: A Marvel one shot
3: or something.
0: Hey, yeah, that's what you called those. I was trying to remember.
2: Who wins? A Korg versus a Porg versus the Borg.
3: Oh well, the Borg always. All the Borg,
0: yeah.
3: (laughs) All the Borg, yeah. All the Borg always wins. It's futile. Yeah.
0: That's not even a. I'm with you.
3: That's not even a contest. (laughs) I know. I know. Hey, I know. I, I just want to see a pork board, though. That was what I was I just want to see a pork
0: board. Pork boards. <laughs> <laughs> with those cybernetic enhancements on the boards.
2: Oh my god, that'd be a, somebody needs to make that a pork board. <laughs>
0: a pork board, yes.
2: Not only does it, not only does it give you a visual of a pork board, but it also makes me think of the Swedish chef.
0: <laughs> porky, porky, porky,
2: yeah, pork, pork. Yeah. <laughs> pork, pork. So, yeah. All right. This is uh, – I know this is not a long episode, guys, but, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back. Hey, can I,
0: yeah, go ahead. Can I shamelessly plug my other podcast? No, on? go for it. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know if all of our listeners know, but if you are interested in wrestling, mostly WWE wrestling, but we cover a lot of the independent stuff too, you should check out my podcast, Wrestling Jabronis. Um, there I'm joined by Ryan Mears, the host of Comic Slobs, and uh, Kelly Welp. You just cut out. Damn it. It's fine. Start
2: over. Start over with Kelly. You're good.
0: Yeah. Kelly Wells is on there. It's his only podcast. Um, So, yeah, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on all the podcast ways you have. So, yeah, check it out if you're interested in wrestling and want to hear us yammer on about that once a week for about an hour, sometimes two. It's good times. I have a lot of fun doing it. So, wrestling jabronis.
2: Uh, Rebecca, is there any uh, podcasts that you want to plug? They don't even have to be your own. You can just randomly just no. go – you can just scroll through iTunes, iTunes like it's a fucking phone book right now and just pick one out of the blue. Uh,
3: well, I'll, uh, I will say that you can still hear me on Animated Backcast and you can hear me on We Come in Peace, which is a Star Trek Discovery podcast. We are on a little bit of a hiatus on those, but um, – Hopefully, um, we will be back shortly. And I just did an episode, um, with Rod Clarebout and Joe Stark on Turn It Up to 11 about Stranger Things epi- nice. uh, episodes two and three. So if you're not, if you're watching Stranger Things, you have watched it, um, and you want to hear a good recap show, you should check out Rod's show, um, Turn It Up to 11. Uh, I think it, that that's the name of it. And, um, yeah, he's doing a couple episodes that a shot and I was on, the last one where we did episodes two
2: and three. Yeah, absolutely. Check out uh, Turn It Up to 11. Rod is a great guy. I had the pleasure of meeting him in Indianapolis. Really cool fucking dude. Uh, me and Rod and another guy are going to be starting our own little monthly, just once a month podcast coming out in March. And I'll have more details about that later.
0: Uh, but uh Lo- love the Spinal Tap reference in the Stranger Things Right. Isn't
2: that great? Yeah. <laughs> Turn It Up to 11. That's great. Um, I also – I'm going to plug one of my podcasts that I'm coming out with. Uh, me and Daniel Hepner are going to be doing a Transformers podcast called Titan's Return. And uh, you can listen to our first episode. We're going to be ta- – it comes out. Titan's Return is the uh, second in the uh, Prime Trilogy Wars. Uh, I think – yeah, the Prime Wars trilogy. And uh, it's the series that they had on the Go90 app. And the first part of that was uh, the uh, – what was it? The Combiner Wars. And mm-hmm. so this is uh, the Titans Return. And uh, me and Daniel Heppner are going to be starting to review those episodes. And they're going to be free on the Go90 app, 10 minutes per episode. So check it out. And that starts on November 14th. And we'll have our first legit review after November 14th. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be back next week with a regular uh, –
0: full-sized
2: episode or whatever right i think yeah yeah. We'll yeah
0: talk about the old stranger things and all the other shit we've watched in the last three weeks
2: exactly all right guys so it's time we got to leave the devil's anus
0: and uh get on out of <laughs> here
2: <laughs> i thought that was a, that was kind of a kind of a funny joke there devil's anus <laughs>
0: yeah that was right. good that was good what, i like the orgy joke too by the way you, oh you like no. that one oh, that was great
2: yeah don't touch anything yeah
3: yeah that was a very funny i like when he hit the button oh yeah like, it's my Birthday.
2: <laughs> 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 oh god when they showed valkyrie in slow motion with the fucking uh it made sense now like we saw that in the trailer with like the fireworks and stuff going off when I first yeah. saw that in the trailer, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Why are there fireworks Duh, going on? It's orgy on?
0: fireworks.
2: Uh, it's the Grandmaster ship that has no guns that's just used for orgies. All right. <laughs> and just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for listening and thank you for your patronage. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it.
1: Like seven million podcasts, talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a warm brat. But it's all been done before, we don't wanna be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids.
0: It's a trap!
1: Toss it, good and it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, erase it, it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over push over pop culture and leftovers. And the uncool kids, what to say it's already been said. Leftovers. Sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. That original and good Have already been done before So we should Separate the wheat from the chaff And the chaff The crap Even though we're the shit Woo! We're the leftovers Picking up the scraps Dropped by the poor kids it, it, It's a trap Toss it, earn it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't it, let's embrace the Tupperware Party. Some cultures spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, push over. Pop culture, leftover. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftover, pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture, leftover. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over. Counterculture push over. Pop culture. Leftovers. And like the uncool kids. What's to it's already been said. Leftovers. Sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture. Leftovers.